to Game Stuff Podcast. This is a weekly video game hangout talk show where two guys and sometimes their friends just <laughs> yeah. who make video games get together to talk about video games. You know, games. we haven't had a guest in a while. We haven't had a guest in a while. But luckily, oh, today God. we've got the best guest yet. Because <laughs> every guest is the best guest We're welcoming yet. to the show Andy Door. Door? His last name is hey, Door. Yeah, that's that's me. Hey, oh, yeah, wow. my last name is Door. Welcome, Andy. With an H. Yeah. Thank he's, you so much. He's it's very lovely obstructive. To be here. He just blocks paths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like, oftentimes, I've been told I've been like um, e- not easy to see through on like a window. Um, also, <laughs> people are like, sad. "Hey, that sliding," sucks. or "Hey, screen," or hey, they call you sliding. Yeah, like, Andy sliding. Like you sliding just slide door. the side. Oh, of that. sliding door. So they just replace your first name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow, that's really that's cruel. Actually, yeah, fantastic if, humor from high school children. If uh, <laughs> if you're new to the show, uh, just to give you a heads up, this is a show where we just get together to talk about the latest video game news. Yeah. Uh, announcements and also video game stuff. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, just stuff. Very important. It's the very important part. So of the show. today, the focus for the first part of the show is going to be squarely on Andy. Oh man. Yeah, so we're Andy, shining the spotlight over here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Let's start with just your <laughs> gaming history. A gaming history? Yeah. How far back should we start? Remember here? that sick joke uh, you had when we were warming up? Oh, this I see. This games. is where you slot that joke in. Ah, yeah. Start prenatal. <laughs> And then, we'll go, and then we'll go up so, to what you're currently yeah, doing. My parents probably played a video game at one point. Probably, oh Ooh. yeah, my mom liked Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Okay, uh, so your parents started playing video games. Yeah, and, and then, is that do you think what led to your conception? Uh, yeah, I was probably conceived on a Ms. Pac-Man table, if I had to guess. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. What's a Ms. Okay, that's a small table. Uh, now that I'm no, they're, about they're it. bigger than you think. Actually. Really? Uh, yeah. It seems kind of. It's like a little square, isn't it? Yeah, but it's probably about a three foot by three foot. And it's glass. That's I don't want to think about the dangerous. exact things. Like, <laughs> yeah, I no, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so moving forward, uh, I probably played like a first video game when I was like five, I guess. Uh, oh, late bloomer. late bloomer. Late bloomer. Oh, shit. I was thinking that's <laughs> yeah. early. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I lost my video game virginity when I was five. Um, uh, it's okay. We can't all just lose it at one. You know? yeah, Lots yeah. of blood. And like most uh, young children growing up oh, in the God. 90s, I rented a shitload of video games from Blockbuster, which is an experience nobody gets to... Oh, a terribly dude, shitty experience yeah. nobody gets to have anymore. The video game rental experience was yeah. so fucking amazing. Because like, uh, what would happen, at least for me, is when you go to this Blockbuster, your parents are going there for movies, yes. right? Like, So like every weekend they'd be like, oh, let's go pick up a movie. And then you would beg. like I would beg my parents, yeah. can we please rent a game? Because games were way it more was, expensive. It was, it was just like to bucks. shut you up. Yeah. In five 1990s and dollars, you only it was like a million like, dollars. You yeah, got it for like two days. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was, so yeah, and one, your parents didn't want to go, if at all. Like, if maybe they wanted a movie, and then they have to take that shit back, which is like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and give you five dollars. What back. have you done for me lately, child, to earn this like wonderful <laughs> privilege? Um, so yeah, there Name was a lot of Name some games that. that you would rent. Do you remember any? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I rented WrestleMania, the arcade game, like a million weeks in a row, just because I loved like for uh, which nice. system. Super Nintendo, the the oh, shitty so version. Oh, so you're a Nintendo guy. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I, I knew the Genesis version was better. It had two more wrestlers and stuff. Like the, it was whatever. It was had that sad. blast processing yeah, yeah. too. But uh, oh hell yeah! If we're talking, 
<laughs> blasting some processing right now. <laughs> blasting all over the place. Oh my god! Um, oh, oh, it's oh, it so so, Super Nintendo, however, um, if we're skipping past a bunch of stuff, had Earthbound, which is my favorite game, uh, as of many folks who are like me and similar of this generation. So little uh, known fact. Wait, I actually never played Earthbound. I haven't either. Really? But Andy comes to work dressed as Ness sometimes. What? <laughs> oh, a god. lot of times actually. Is this an intentional thing or is it just like? Yeah, it's my Ness. You can't cosplay. accidentally dress like Ness. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, it's not that hard. It's blue shorts. It's a red and blue striped shirt, and then red a backpack, right? Uh, wow, this is like stunningly inaccurate. It's <laughs> very inaccurate. Offensively, <laughs> I'd say. Wait, uh, is it red and yellow? It's red and yellow, right? Yellow and blue striped shirt. Fuck. Oh fuck! I had one of the colors. Red right? and blue. I had the other one, so we're good. <laughs> I had a color, right? There's like three primary colors. of sixty-six percent. Nailed it. Oh, oh uh, my god! Uh, <laughs> Didn't realize we were digging into this. Very serious to take very seriously. Uh, okay, red, red and blue hat. It's the uh, hat that really seals it. Yeah. Okay, not and a fucking red backpack. Shoes. I forgot that he had. He the does hat. have a backpack. Hey, coat. fantastic details. Yeah, well, I so played. I was impressive. an NES main, or I was an NES. Oh god, an NES <laughs> main. You mean the NES? <laughs> oh, wow, dude. What exactly? Are you That's doing? amazing. I was a NES. I was a NES main on the N64 Smash Bros. So. I mean, I'm just saying, I know a little bit of something Fair about enough. Ness. Fair enough. Uh, okay. th- that means you would like shoot lightning bolts around and like into your own butt, right? Like, yeah, exactly. That was the move. Of yeah. That well, was, I mean, that was, the, that was your third, like every other character third had a third jump. Yeah. So with with Ness, it's just like you could very easily just backfire that yeah, shit. Like, like the, oh! for every for every other character had the easiest third dump, and yeah, Ness, it yeah. was like the skill shot of the century. But to if get you it right nailed once. it, because a lot if people tried sure. to spike you while you were doing that, oh god, you fucked them. Yeah, you fucked them fucked so them. hard. Just fucked Ness so hard. People. Yeah, blast <laughs> processed them. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <laughs> so, and then uh, I don't know. At some point, I started making video games professionally. Uh, wait, that sounds wait, very wait, deliberate. Jumping straight then, from yeah, being five know. years old and renting WrestleMania to I started making video games professionally. <laughs> yeah, is there, is there how any? did you get your start? Well, where, industry? Where weren't you, you playing? Where did you start in the industry? I, to be fair, I was playing WrestleMania up until I got my job offer. At Recon, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. there you go. Because you got fired from EA, so you were just sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of WrestleMania to and play. And to be fair, I was playing gaps. WrestleMania when I got fired at EA. So. To yeah. get fired. Yeah, yeah, I was intentionally <laughs> playing it to uh, get out. Um, how I started making video games professionally was uh, I finished college, and then uh, I was working at an Apple store. And uh, Wait a second. Represent- Someone else here worked at an Apple store. Is this yeah. a fucking gang yeah. here? Was, it, it there's a trend. I, I uh, think if there's one key to becoming a game developer of any type, you have to work at the Apple store. Uh, yeah, there's something that working at an Apple store enables that other jobs don't, which is uh, unfettered access to computers to look for other jobs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the whole day just sitting there with yes. all these computers and so, iPads and shit. So, a fun story about that, just as an aside, I worked in the Apple store on like the sales floor, uh, and I'm not, as Sean might know, a terribly like social person, so like my sales was not my forte. So I literally just walked out of the job one day, uh, and they called me the following day and were like, hey, Wait. we really liked you, what happened? And I was like- Wait, they uh, actually said that? I walked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked off, and then they called and me. They the called fun- you up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, "Hey, we really liked you. What work. happened?" And I was like, "Oh, I just hated working there." And they're like, "Well, do you want to work in the basement, like not around people?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. wait oh, a second, fuck yeah, I do." Are you fucking kidding me? This, this, <laughs> I dead serious. This totally happened. Uh, do you so- want to work in the basement? So Apple yeah. stores have basements. Well, yeah. not every Apple store. It's a different. Oh, okay. So mine had like a different room that was for inventory, but it's probably the same layout where it's those like sliding walls that you can crank, kind of like a library, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can crush someone in those. Okay. As some, you know, as someone who has never met Andy before until today, I just find it really interesting that someone called you up and said, "You want to work in the basement?" And you're just like, "Yeah, sure, let's go." Dude, nailed it. (laughs) 
Yeah, basement. That's for me. That's perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> I want. Most people getting a call from someone just saying, "Hey, you want to work in my basement?" <laughs> hey, we've got this basement <laughs> position open. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm attracted to like uh, dank areas, just like you know, quiet, dark rooms. So disgusting. <laughs> oh my uh, god, are you a spider? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I spun some webs. So anyway, I worked in the shipping and receiving basement of an Apple store for a long time, which is very little work. The FedEx guy comes in, drops off the iPods. You're like, uh-huh. yep, these are iPods. Cool. Uh, someone orders a big-ass computer. You carry it upstairs on the elevator, whatever. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. so you don't even you carry it. it upstairs. You roll it to an elevator and just ride it up. I, I didn't even roll it. You ride the I computer. I just dragged it. I just dragged it across the floor. Like this, so, Someone just spent like two grand on their like fucking iMac, and I'm just dragging it. Like yeah. I, I don't care about Knock your shit. Knock it over. Something breaks. Yep. Uh, oops. Whoops. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway. Apple care. And yeah, so exactly. I, this is making me sound like a terrible employee up until. I like got a real job, but anyway. Well, so no one knows like, what your real name is, so right. Yeah. Uh, Andrew. Andy uh, anyway, um, Andrew Dorrington. Oh man, uh, Andrea Dorrington. Who? <laughs> if I ever have to like enter witness protection, I think that's gonna be my. No yeah. one. That's seamless, foolproof. Yeah. Now, are you also doing the sex change for that, or are obviously? You just, obviously. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. If it's part of the package, like I don't know. I think the government gets to <laughs> pick, right? I mean, why not? Offers that? Do you think yeah. the government offers? Sex changes for when you go into witness protection. I mean, that'd be pretty. I think so. so. I think there's an act for that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. not take advantage? Exactly. If it's their if, bill. Yeah. You know? If there's, you think there's like a menu of things you get to pick. Of like, mm-hmm. do you want like a sex change? Do you want, how far do you want to move? Like, in, say, yeah. in the U.S. out of the country? Do you want to be like, able to like spy on your children from like far away? Are you, on your, <laughs> right, do you want to be able to look on the remnants of your previous life or no? Like, yeah, yeah. Do you want the money in like a sack or like into a bank account? All the money yeah. that they yeah, just yeah. give you. Yeah. Would you like a large fry with that? <laughs> Um, so it's been like six hours a day looking for jobs uh, in the Apple (laughs) store basement that's like more than a full shift at the Apple store yeah for sure Uh, and eventually Raven Software had a QA tester position open which I applied for and and was one of two people uh, as my boss told me later uh, that applied that had a college degree so I was right in you're immediately in right in that's That's one of those few times when people were like will actually hire you because of a college degree. Yes. You know, it's like a lot of times when you're trying to look for those low-end jobs, it's like, oh, he's got a college degree? Nope. Well, I mean, oh, it, yeah. it speaks to just like a, a, a bygone era of the industry that just like literally doesn't exist anymore where, where you had studio QA. So you had like uh-huh. one or two dudes dedicated yeah. per project who were just like the guy for everything. And, and that's like what your starting gig and was? that was my starting gig. That's was. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Sean and I started the opposite of that. We started the contract... We, thankfully, we were we were yeah. on one project, but um, yeah, we were just contract for that project, yeah. and then that was that and was. And then I much switched it. over to Studio QA, and Brad got his ass fired. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to say that I was fired, but really, it was a contract that ended. Uh huh. That's yeah. all. He was it laid was. off. I told a bunch of people their contracts were ending and not being renewed as well, and other people's were, which I left out. Uh, but you know. <laughs> It's the easy way to yeah. call the herd. Um, so I think the college degree thing for testing kind of makes sense because a lot of times that is one of those more entry-level jobs where people show up and if they don't like it, they just fucking leave or whatever. Yeah. So the college degree is, is Like a walking good out benchmark. of an Apple store, some Yeah, kind of like that. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a good benchmark for like, oh, this person has stuck with something for years. Yeah. You know? and, well, and it's also one of those things, there's a lot of ways to do it wrong and there's only a few ways to kind of do it right. So like you will make or break yourself kind of in that role and very f- few people stay like just stuck as in the studio QA position. You yeah. either like make everyone else who has that position at your studio look bad or you look bad in comparison to them. You, It's it's hard to just like be middle of the road with that. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, if you excel at that, uh, you end up being in production and then just sort of like stumbling your way through a bunch of other studios that's, and video games. That's true that like what, the most common path I've seen QA people go through is that, yeah, they go from QA to production. Well, you're just because like close unless, to the... I think unless you are inherently are like striving to be an artist or be um, an animator or something, <laughs> so, you know. If you don't, if you don't uh, have skills, um, <laughs> well, but I you mean, would yeah, like to make video games. That was a nice way of saying that. <laughs> yes. well, well, production requires a lot of soft skills, so you don't yeah. have to have specific training in, you know, Maya or whatever. You just yeah, exactly. Have to have an yeah, understanding I mean, yeah. it's definitely it's different skills, but I mean, it's just QA also kind of just grooms you for that specifically. Where mm-hmm. like a lot of other people, if they're trying to be a sound designer or do something else, they're working towards that really aggressively. Usually, yeah. Yeah. like I see that it's like we have a couple people who rose out of QA into the other departments and like they were they working really hardly to learn that skill while they were there. And if they're if they're not trying to specifically learn something like that, then you get the QA people who are like who are really good at what they're doing with QA. Like you said, they're making everyone else look bad mm-hmm. and they're rising up through the ranks because they're able to lead the crew, lead the team, yep. Yep. which naturally leads to a production role, which is you leading other departments yeah. kind of managing. Yeah. Like you can you can learn those skills while doing QA work. Whereas more specific hard skills you have to you do have that to on practice your own that stuff time. on your own yeah. and that's just a lot more it takes a lot more dedication yeah exactly well it's uh, hard to get to that too because like if you're in uh qa like working inside of a studio it can be difficult depending on your studio's culture to have like uh be enabled to like work yes. on with yeah. t- like the actual tools versus yeah. like yeah. oh yeah i'm just screwing around in whatever sort of things that's are available. that's a huge roadblock in a lot of yeah, places yeah, yeah. and we, you need someone to like go to bat for you honestly which was like yeah. I, I tried to do that as much as i could because like that's how it was for me so like yeah uh, as i i tried to like bring folks like raise all the boats along with you it's i would ask my uh testers like hey what do you actually want to do um and then uh, okay, you want to do that coming on the weekend? If someone yells at you, tell them I said you could be here. Uh, Dude, that's and then, like, awesome. Like deflected to me, right? So like enabling yeah. people to do stuff, which is ultimately better for the studio anyway, right? Because you have yeah, these exactly. people who know yeah. the culture, who know you're the growing process. people up within the studio, who will then have it loyalty to that studio and like feel proud of what they're able to accomplish. Yeah, there. and they have all the knowledge they need to kind of navigate that specific team, which is really helpful. That's the kind of thing that when we were at EA, like there wasn't like. There, there was definitely a wall yeah. between QA. And we the were, rest we of the were in a different building. Was... We were across the building. There was a literal literally actual wall. Two doors you had to go mm-hmm. through to get to QA. <laughs> yeah, there was an they, kept, they kept you yeah. zoned off, and like there was quarantine. Zone. There was definitely uh, like hesitation to really trust the at least us contract QA people with like doing stuff that was beyond what we were like originally assigned to yeah. do. You know? Yeah, and so we had people who went to bat for us as well, and it was which the was, same situation. Which was really awesome. Yeah, yeah, who I like kind of just introduced us and like even just showed us the other side of the studio yeah yeah is a big step you know hey we got a soda machine over yeah, here yeah, 25 yeah. cents Shit. for a soda yeah, mars is a dollar <laughs> <laughs> they're making money off you guys over there. <laughs> that, yeah just talking about that like kind of sends a shiver up my spine it's like Dude, man i haven't yeah. had to think about working in an environment like that for years and it's just yeah. uh it's difficult it's yeah. really really hard and i feel for anyone who ends up being in like a contract qa position yeah. and like oh man this is really my shot because i've seen that too where folks could kind of caught up in um just doing that and like think this is really really for them too yeah. much loyalty yeah yeah yeah. way too much loyalty for like what is ultimately like a pretty shitty position and it's, you're working yeah. for like you, the people who you work for aren't awesome a lot of the time yeah totally we we uh like we've actually been doing a really good job i think at respawn of just allowing and enabling qa testers to grow and to pursue like other aspects like our qa lead uh, chris hughes he um he like actively like 
allows people to spend time learning tools, talking to other teammates. Like if that's what they want to like try to pursue and that's, that's really awesome. But like we've had some rough patches, like we've had some people step up into, uh, QA roles that like weren't necessarily like doing that, you know. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a downer for all the people that were underneath them, and and that's that sucks. Like that those people are out there, you know. It's so so easy for this for the game development environment to become really competitive, and then a lot of people feel like they have to kind of like control others, or they exactly that's exactly what it is. It's this control. It's this. I'm the boss. I'm in charge. I'm controlling. And that just leads to a really bad environment. (laughs) I'm keeping everyone down because I'm not raising up either, you know? Well, man, I've talked to people about this a lot. It's like, there's only so many people who are attracted to working in the games industry, so like, and and like, no, uh, I am included. I work there. uh, And no insult to anyone else in the room, but like, you're not getting the best and brightest of in the entire universe, right? Like, there's a limited group of people that want to do this work yeah it's and so like, specific and it, the amount of people who like can get in and then just like man the only skill that i have now is to exert control and keep people from growing rather than mm-hmm. uh, allowing them to grow and like yeah getting this because they'll be make better. me look bad right exactly <laughs> and, and it's like <laughs> that's the scary part i don't understand how well i do understand how it works but it's yeah. i don't know it's what, so easy for that work. to break down like yeah so we were physically separated. A lot of times QA is physically separated. I know Activision has a similar thing where they've got QA in a completely different building, in a different city, actually. Uh, it, it depends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, com- communication is key. For us, like, if you're only communicating digitally through, like, DevTrack or something, mm-hmm. it's really easy to have a hostile relationship. Yep. Yeah, because you're just dev. breaking people's shit the whole time. Yeah, and, and that, <laughs> that makes sense. But the second you meet someone and the second you, like, get embedded with a team and the whole team understands the value and you can work together on making the game better and that becomes the goal, that's when, for me at least, like, the switch completely flipped. And it was yeah. like, oh, I actually have the power to, like, make do what I wanted to do, which is make these games better instead of just navigate all the political bullshit. Yeah. So, Andy, how how long uh, did you work up through the QA pipeline? So you say you went to production. Uh, Man, how, this is forever ago. Uh, I started, I was probably in the QA tester there for like, on the uh, very first game I worked on, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Dude, that's a fucking sick game. Amazing Holy game. shit. That is a great game. That is so, that should have been our, in one of our overlooked games last week. But yeah. we'll do that segment again. He worked because... on a couple. He worked on another, on another game oh, that man, I know yeah. you played. Just that you we wait. <laughs> uh oh. If you have a history of overlooked games or, or maybe I'm overfunded games. Freak. All right. Overfunded. All right. So uh, yeah, there was X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, towards the end of that project, I got promoted to production coordinator because I was just like, uh, my boss was like, "You're doing the work anyway." Uh, along the same time, they. Uh, Fired all of the other QA testers oh, because of the. Why ma- the fuck do we need these guys? We got Andy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> just just gonna throw that one out there. Um, I'm I'm sure they were wonderful folks. I haven't talked to them in a long time, but I'm sure they're great. Uh, the <laughs> uh, after that, um, I worked on the ill-fated Singularity. Hell yeah! Oh, okay, so Singularity. Boop. Yeah, yeah, boop. yeah. So Singularity was probably it. As far as I know, I didn't play single single. Oh, really? Oh, I thought you did. No, I just heard Greg Miller talk about it all the time. Oh, okay. It was like Bioshock. (laughs) It was like very 
it had a Bioshock tone. It did. And there was it, it was, was like, about oh, this barrel's too old. I need to rewind this barrel. Yeah. And yep, make pretty it much. Yeah. So, so a lot of cool puzzles, but it, you could tell that they wanted to do so much more with the time manipulation stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I'm talking about stuff I'm not supposed to be. I don't really care. Um, it's too late. The game's yeah, out. I've been out. Years ago. I haven't worked over. there for like five years, so I think like statute of limitations is up on that. Gone. So so Singularity had yeah. Um, reveal all the secrets. Was to our fans. in development for like a fucking decade. What? Uh, or, and it was Activision's like, as far as I recall, their last. Uh, original IP uh, outside huh. of Destiny, which they technically didn't create, they're right. publishing. Um, so their last original IP uh, was meant to be like very Bioshock inspired. And that was Raven that did that. Raven did the whole Man, thing. I loved Raven. Uh, it's yeah, uh, it's they a, were awesome. It's um, they don't get to do what they were good at, which is well, no, these studios make cool new games. Like, now they just make Call of Duty over and over again. Double A studios, like they don't really exist yeah. anymore. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, Singularity, it was bounced between, like, it was on one team for three years, they, like, got it to shipping state, and Activision was like, ugh, try again. A second team got it for, like, six years, like, forever, to get shit. it to a shipping state, uh, and I, and I remember working on the end of that team, and they are like, ugh, I was just like, this isn't done, like, we can't ship this. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they gave it to the former... Who had just uh, my team? Who had just finished X Men Origins Wolverine? Um, and they're like, "You guys have six months to finish this. Just no. fi- figure it out. Oh. Figure it out." Because uh, yeah. we were the, our team had the reputation of just like we will ship whatever you hand to us. So yeah. we had to like cut the shit cut out the of that losses. game. It was it was rough. And like you, like you mentioned, Sean, like yeah, there was a lot more cool stuff planned with the time gauntlet, whatever the fuck it was called. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, one of those things that just sort of didn't work out the way that yeah. it should have. It's really, I think it's kind of formative to see those sorts of projects, though. Or or even just, like, seeing that short development timeline. Yeah. Really helps you understand the whole picture. Well, it was, it was such an interesting experience just to see, like, something like being funded forever and ever and ever in these different sort of uh, blocks that get in the way of, like, oh, Activision uh, did a big marketing push and we missed it. Uh, we, like, missed the boat on shipping oh, the game man. on time. Yeah. They're like, well... Yeah. We spent all the money that we were gonna do for it, yeah, so you can finish you the guys. game, but we're not. We're gonna, not gonna market yeah, that it. Sucks. Yeah. There are so many moving pieces. Yeah. Anyway, so um, catch us up on how you got from there to well, where you are now. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. List, list the games. So, slash yeah. Studios. Ra- uh, Raven, X Men Origins, Singularity, and then we were starting to work on Call of Duty Black Ops. Okay. Um, I got laid off. Uh, oh, so someone else got fucking fired, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't no. know. I'm not gonna get into that because like there's a lot of whatever. Uh, but the I had the Activision still wanted me to work for Activision at large, just not at Raven. Um, so they were like, "Hey, you can either go interview at Activision Minneapolis, which makes a bunch of like licensed uh, Guitar Hero DS stuff and oh, stuff yeah. like that." Dude, I remember that. Didn't it come with like an accessory it, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hand crippling accessory yeah. that would give you a carpal tunnel. <laughs> that was an interesting interview, uh, and then the or uh, I- Infinity Ward wanted to interview me as well. Uh, which uh, I don't know what choice would you guys make? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd go work. Neither. <laughs> yeah. I'd become a hermit. Yeah, <laughs> live off the land. Uh, so yeah, I ended up working at Infinity Ward uh, towards the very very beginning of Modern Warfare Three after the large sort of studio decapitation there. After so, all the guys I work with left. Right, like, <laughs> almost, like, immediately afterwards. So, like, yeah. morale was low. Things were all over the place. It was tough, but, again, learned a lot. Very, yeah. very cool environment. A lot of good people were still there as well. Oh, yeah, um, sure. And then that really kind of fell apart uh, after Modern Warfare 3 shipped. So I jumped out of there, worked for Twitch for a bit, and then uh, ended up working at uh, where I work with Sean now at yep. Riot Games. So what do you do at Riot, Andy? I'm a release manager. 
Explain I mean, what, what the that fuck that means, because as far as I know, Riot doesn't release any games. Oh. What do you got? What do you guys got? Like two games now in ten years, something like that. Two games in six years, Sean. I don't believe it. It's true. Twenty ten to twenty sixteen when we shipped Titanfall two. Titanfall Dog. one started in twenty ten. Yeah. Hmm. It's right around when we released League. Damn. We. You yeah, I know. We, yeah. Sean, I mean, Sean was there. Sean sure, Ryan, yeah. Co-founders of Riot Games. Uh, Sean Crick and Andy I can Dorf. show you my business card, which says Mark C. Merrill, co-founder. He found them lying Games. on the floor. He actually found. Are them. you serious? In you the parking have, like, lot. You have co-founder business cards. I have Mark Merrill's business cards because I found them in the parking lot. I hope he doesn't listen to your show because he's going to be mad. Well, he does, Mark. It's okay. Mark, We're, it's sorry, I'm not returning them because uh, I get free drinks. Um, a release manager so like League of Legends is a two week patch cycle um, or mm-hmm. a, a yeah what do you know about that Brad live Ooh. for two weeks we release a patch like every month on Titanfall 2 dog sounds like a lot more than two weeks doesn't it doesn't it Andy it's, it's, it sounds like uh, you're trying to like amp up some sort of competition between yeah there's a rivalry and I. there yeah, is yeah. a rivalry between there, Ryan a, and I wonder who's winning one is two and one is four <laughs> who's which um fuck <laughs> so uh you're explaining release managing whatever I, the fuck that oh is oh boy two week cycle made me like tingle um so yeah uh, it, i don't know it's like uh, the way i explain it to my parents is you have like apps on your phone right oh god here we go we're getting the fucking old person explanation oh like the flashlight app right? yeah you have like the flashlight app. okay yeah uh, and you can turn it on or off but actually now you can do low medium and high D- is there, like, a pulsing a mode while. also, so you can have, like, a mini rave? I yeah. don't know about pulsing so you can have a mode. seizure. Uh, <laughs> that seizure light mode? would totally fuck you up. That light is so bright. It's pretty bright. I've been using that a lot. I've, like, been rewiring all the cords and shit behind my entertainment center lately, yeah. so oh, I've nice. been using a lot of the iPhone and then, like, suddenly blinding myself. Yeah, exactly. To stand up again. There's no elegant way to stand up with the flashlight on. No. Yeah. You um, just gotta, like, throw the phone. So, you know, you get patches and stuff for apps. You could turn the flashlight off, you know. <laughs> well, just you throw that shit right in the garbage. Screen goes just dark. Leave it there. Screen goes dark. And Fuck then it. you got to, like, swipe up. And it's yeah. just too much. Just put I put the piece of tape back on over the flashlight and then wonder why my battery drains so fast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, we have patches and stuff, and someone has to push uh-huh. the button and yell at everyone to make sure the work gets done, and that's my job. Yeah, yeah so you're orchestrating everything that goes into a patch yeah. and making sure that, you know, we're kind of hitting that two-week cadence and constantly reevaluating what we're releasing. If something is like over scope or yeah, kind of sort of. Don't give me too much credit. That's more so in like the product teams uh, land. Yeah. I, I uh, ha- put it in the coziest way possible. I enable teams to make good decisions about releasing content. There you go. Uh, and uh, is that your I ultimately no. <laughs> I don't know what our mission is. Um, <laughs> Ultimately, I am the person who pushes the button that makes any particular patch go live. Um, so, if there, so you're the person to blame. If there is an argument, yeah, it's his fault. In, if, if there's like a really, really like what seems to be a poor judgment call, I, I we do have like 51 percent, 49 percent sort of veto override control because like ultimately, it's like if you were driving me somewhere and I was like, I want to go to McDonald's, and you're like, that's great, I'm driving, so I'm yeah. going to Hardee's. But then you get to control the radio. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they can control the radio, um, uh, and and they could like s- sort of steer the car if they like 
if they really grab oh it, they yeah. really, really wanted to. But they to. probably couldn't get to the pedals. Right, right, right. Yeah, I could, I could just slam on the brake the yeah. entire time. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, ultimately, it never really is that contentious. It's just making sure stuff gets to where it needs to go, especially uh, for our partners, um, Tencent, Garena, folks in you know all over the world, yeah. making sure they can play that League of Legends, man. Cool. Uh, so I had a question for you about Uh-oh. alternate career choices. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you weren't in video games, what would you be doing right now? Uh, the career path I was pursuing before video games was were... Apple Store basement. I think was <laughs> close. Uh, so, <laughs> oh man, uh, the I I had an application filled out ready to su- submit for uh, being a clerk at like a um, political place somewhere. Yeah. Because uh, you, you went to school for poli sci, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Oh, so, like, a political for, man. Yeah, we're political. <laughs> you be a clerk for like uh, I don't know. Uh, you read that constitution or something? Yeah. You okay. signing them bills? Yeah, I signed some bills. I <laughs> yeah. read some constitution. Don't I know a lot about Theodore Roosevelt. One of my favorites. Dude, he's a good one. Dude, he's, he's the one. best man. Uh, among he's a the fucking the baller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so cool. He he's just asthma. like I want to fucking make shit happen, and I'm gonna do it. He had asthma, and then he worked out so hard it went away. That can happen. Oh, awesome. It's fucking real. What a cool dude. Just wrestling bears. I've never worked out any of my problems away. <laughs> you can also drink them away. <laughs> well, that kind of when yeah, you yeah. drink them away, though, you, like every like oh, they come back and hit you hard <laughs> later in life. Well, that now, that or you just you drink literally away until you're dead. You waste yeah. away. Yeah. Well, if anyone could be the Theodore Roosevelt of drinking their problems away, it's Sean. I'm, yeah. I'm Me? Right no, that's well, Andy. Look at your shirt. I don't. Well, yeah, my shirt is a drinking thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got like a bro tank on right now. I do. What the did you say, Sean? Time to get star spangled hammered. hammered. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was. Oh, wow. That's actually very fitting. Theater, like presidential, like. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Game. Wow. You exactly. knew. We should Double whammy. Foresight. Yep. Andy, so, well, oh, wait, are we going to continue the conversation? No, no, no. It's, I was going to say, well, it's great. For our listeners to Thank meet God. You. Can yeah, we stop yeah, talking about me? It's super uncomfortable to we'll talk take, about yourself for 20 minutes. Yeah, we'll Holy take shit. the spotlight off of you oh, and yeah, we'll just yeah, start God. talking about some games right now. Thank yeah. God. Thanks for joining us, though. I'm glad Man, to be here. I hope thanks you're ready for the me. ride because but some fucking shit before we dive into that has though, happened like, this week. Andy, yeah. what have you been playing? Oh, got <laughs> him. Talking. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy, what have you been playing? What you're only allowed playing? to talk about what you've been playing from last week, this day, which we can't say what the day is because yeah, that would reveal you know secrets. You know but day. you know the day. Okay, yeah. Last week, today, to this week, today. Last week, today, to this week, today, for sure. Um, so in sort of backwards order, most oh, recently God, I've been damn. playing Destiny Two. Okay, so you're a All Destiny right. Tour. That's good we have you on the Many show folks. because yeah. neither one of us are Destiny Two. We don't play oh, shit. I'm be the Destiny Two resident expert. Uh, yeah, sure. please. And then prior to that, uh, Yakuza Zero. Holy fuck! I'm playing that, playing that too. Shit is incredible, right? I love it. Dude, I'm obsessed awesome. with it. You played this game so where, where two girls in basically no clothing the had cat to fights. fight. Yeah. Did you get to cat fights? Uh, not yet. And you like choose your girl. How far in are you? What chapter? Uh, Five. So th- okay, this, you're almost there. The second time around for the less exciting for Kiryu. guy. I know, right? For Kiryu. That's what I thought. I was yeah. like, man, I'm coming back to Kiryu. I don't even want to be at Kiryu he's right so now. Straight lace. He's just so like. Majima is so cool. He's so fucking awesome. And he's still like fucking funny. And he's like, he thinks stupid things in yeah. his own head all the time. He's like, high five self. Like, yeah. what a fucking like gomer. <laughs> and, like, and he goes from being like super straight laced to like all of a sudden like, whoa, whoa, like we're really wacky and crazy. Right. He's like the ultimate like. So Kiryu has it sort of like, hey, just random people are asking me to do stuff whatever but i it's, guess i'll do it it's amped up to 10 for majima because he's not a 
He's a fucking sketchy looking dude. Yeah, he has dude, an eye a, patch. He's got this <laughs> pimp ass suit on. And he's got a ponytail, like a long yeah, ass ponytail. A long ass ponytail. And people are just like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, can you pretend to be my boyfriend can you real pretend, quick? Like another, <laughs> can you pretend to be my boyfriend? Can we go talk to my dad? <laughs> why? What, why? Why Why me? Why well, I told my dad me? that I was dating a guy with an eye patch and a ponytail and looks sketchy as fuck. Dude. Yeah, this game's side, a little weird. The side quests <laughs> in Yakuza are fucking insane. Shutting this, down the underwear ring. Super good. I haven't done that yet. Oh man. No, I haven't done that. Like, are you t- is that with walking erection guy? <laughs> no, no. Have you no, met him? No. Yes. yes. Yeah. There's a guy that comes up to you. His name's literally walking, walking erection, erection. Yeah. And you're like, and he's like, yeah, I've been to like three strip clubs or porn places today, and like, yeah, the and then the, your your response is like, wow, how much jizz do you have in you? Like, yeah. That's literally what, what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that's what everyone asks. It me. is such a strange game. <laughs> the oh game is God. fucking insane. It it bounces between. Super serious, like Japanese crime drama mm-hmm. where people are dying, people are getting fucking limbs cut off or whatever. Like serious shit is happening, and like serious stuff is on the line for your own character, your family members. And then it goes to you meet a guy named Walking Erection, Walking and Erection. he wants tips on where the best like porn spots in town are. Of course, he wants tips. Porn spots. <laughs> the <laughs> porn spots. Yeah. Um, so I, I always felt uncomfortable. I played around my girlfriend. Uh, like we sit next to each other and play like video games on two TVs next to each other. Yeah, we and, used to have two TVs in here. We got rid of one. And there's the jerk off booths in Yakuza, which have a gameplay Wait, purpose. What? I have not seen these yet. The that you can watch the softcore Does porn. Does that like lower stress no. or something? Yeah, yeah, you can watch softcore porn. But, in see, Yakuza. that's probably what Walking Erection wants me to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to go watch the softcore porn, and it gives you a full heat bar when you're finished. Yes, that's amazing. It's Is incredible. that for combat? The yes. Heat bar? Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Start yeah. Off you can like do special combos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want. I want. I'll, I'll let you talk about it because you're the guest and leading the show. But I. No. I fucking love it. I'm at chapter seven or eight now. I think. So you. I think you already get to like manage the brothel and stuff. No, I didn't quite get to that yet. Okay. I, I was spending a lot of time either, doing yet, real but... estate as curious. Oh yeah. <laughs> because it's so much fun. Like. <laughs> The weird stuff that they have you get into is like you're the super serious uh, Yakuza guy. Also, (laughs) can you buy and sell some real estate? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, after you beat the shit out of like these 30 guys on the street, can can you buy my pachinko parlor? (laughs) Well, I love seeing like you were talking about this last week, I think, but you just go up to people on the street and just beat the living shit out of them. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, they'll be like, oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, (laughs) sir. Yeah, yeah. I just took a motorcycle and I smashed it through your skull. Like I swung a motorcycle with my bare hands, and you're fine. He's just getting yeah, up. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll change my ways. <laughs> Have you ever done the the stuff the tangerine in their face and then like curb stomp the tangerine into their mouth? No, I it's haven't. Awesome. I haven't figured out like how to do any of like the contextual location stuff for some reason. Like, it, the, the, there's so much you can do in combat. Like, yeah. you have all these different forms, and it's like you don't really remember any of the combos because there's so much to switch between. And then they not only does your main character have three f- different battle forms. You then switch to another character who's got three different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My it's... only gripe with the game is that, like, because there's so many, there, there's so much different combat, and the combat isn't terribly difficult. Yeah, you don't really get to express all of that. Yeah, uh, exactly. Creativity that you have available to you there. Yeah, and the my my other problem too was I'm back to playing uh, Goro right now, which is awesome. Because mm-hmm. um, his combat, all three of his combat forms are better than Kiryu's. Yes. Like, <laughs> he, one of his combat forms is literally to break dance. Yeah. It's, oh, that's awesome. You break dance <laughs> on like the people Capoeira? until they die. No, it's literally break dancing because it's t- game takes place in the 80s, so it's like they're trying to like show huh. like there was like this huge break dance m- movement, I guess, in Japan. The other thing that's funky too is because it takes place in Japan in the 80s. I guess in the 80s, disco was huge in Japan. It's huge because yeah. 
I didn't know that, but like there's disco clubs everywhere, and like huh. a lot of shit takes place around discos. And That's it's like, a cool aesthetic. and people are wearing like disco getups and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? As like as a game that puts you in a specific place, like oh my gosh, is it so? If, if you've ever been to Japan, and I haven't. It just. Sean, you've been. But I don't need yeah. to go now. Yeah. No, it seriously just <laughs> looks like it. Well, Japan now looks a bit cleaner. Mm-hmm. But, like, it literally just looks like Japan. It is incredible how yeah. accurate. And it's funny. such a cool environment to be in. And that's why I liked Persona 5 so much. Because it's yeah. just kind of relaxing to explore that I city. I think Persona 5 doesn't look as Japan-like as Yakuza well, does, Yeah, though. Japan. I mean, um, Persona is more stylized. But yeah. it's got the same kind of feeling. But... I guess it's maybe different parts of Japan, right? Like, Persona's probably m- yeah. more smaller town, city. Yeah, for Persona's sure. off. Whereas Persona is like, yeah, you're in the shit. And you're also like, it's the uh, aesthetic yeah. they're trying to yeah. present, right? So, like, for Yakuza, it's very 80s. Uh, so they're trying to present, like, this, like, neon, glitzy, like, stylish, mm. like, very, uh, yeah. like, downtown Tokyo sort of atmosphere versus uh, Persona, what, they shipped you off into the middle of nowhere, right? Uh Basically, uh, or is, yeah, that, is that, that four? That was four. You get shipped off. The that was yeah, four. Yeah. But this one, five. Well, you're definitely like, in a city, but yeah, but, yeah. but it's one of the smaller suburb cities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get to take the train to Shibuya mm-hmm. and hang out with On. Oh, On. Oh, she was my girl. Mm. Um, Andy, have you played a Yakuza game before? I haven't. Okay, so yeah, this is my first one too, first. and yeah, I'm planning yeah. to play this. And then probably Yakuza Kiwami. Yep, same. And then I'll just skip to six. Because yeah, I don't think <laughs> that's a good strategy. Like, I'm not going to fucking play through all the. There's too many. Uh, yeah, and I can't. I just can't believe how enthralled I am with the game. Because, like, Sean's the first to know, like, I fucking hate Japanese subtitles. And I think I talked about <laughs> yeah. this last week. Yeah. yeah. I hate Japanese voice acting and subtitles in anime usually. Mm-hmm. But the Yakuza voice acting is actually fucking phenomenal it's incredible and so it's not it's not usually too dramatic to the point where it's annoying for me to listen to um and i'm enjoying i'm enjoying it with the subtitles like so maybe this is going to ease me into other things um but yeah it's it's surprisingly doable i wish i still if it was localized in english i would prefer that i would play it that way but that one's interesting to me just because i don't know if the characters would be as expressive uh, as they are currently, because like yeah, even wonder. without their, without understanding what they're saying, having the translation and like the specific difference between like uh, Kiryu and Majima's translation, where yeah, Majima's has like accent or like accents, but like contractions and like it's it, it oh yeah, it's sort yeah. of like an interpretation it's of what casual. like you'd assume like a southerner would talk if they were uh, Japanese, right? It has like that sort of like very casual slang tone to it versus Kiryu is like an introspective businessman. That's funny you pick up on that because I didn't pick up on that at all. <laughs> so one of my many jobs at Infinity War was managing subtitles. So okay, like I so play this... every game with subtitles on and uh, I notice every single thing that's inconsistent that's if something is spelled I wrong. I almost always turn subtitles off yeah. because they distract me uh, in the games. Like <laughs> now I have to have it. subtitles on because I can't understand what yeah, they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in any other game when subtitles are on kind of like how like uh with mini maps, uh, my eyes just fucking stuck on it. You yeah, know, yeah, with yeah. subtitles, I just see that, and I want to watch yeah. <laughs> the characters, not read the fucking. Text. I love having subtitles for games where you can skip though, because you can read them so much faster than mm-hmm. the dialogue, and then just boo 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 like yeah. Mass Effect or something. Yeah, so much of Yakuza is fully voiced too. That like it depends yeah. on your, like, your level of patience if you yeah, want to exactly. listen to them talking or yeah. you just well, most of it, yeah. most of like the ones that you can actually skip through, I do read it first and mm-hmm. then skip through. But the cutscenes, like the full cutscene, like there's a lot of like just great. Cutscenes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, Goro's or Majima's intro cutscene is like probably one of the coolest ones. Dude, in the I know game. it's so ridiculous. So fucking ridiculous. Oh, okay. And I, and I haven't played the other games, but apparently that dude is just nuts. Like that's what I've heard. I heard like something happens job. in this. I, this game explains how he becomes interesting. Insane. All right. Well, I haven't gotten there yet. So, so I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. What What else have you been playing? Anything else? 
Uh, well, my girlfriend plays games right next to me, so technically I play the games that she's playing. <laughs> I'm just watching us, her. So she's us. been playing. She just finished Persona Five, nice. and then has been playing Breath of the Wild, and then Mario Ooh, Kart Eight, and so also good. Rabbids. Uh, oh hell yeah, Dude, Rabbids. Rabbids is Are you so playing good. Rabbids at all? I am. Okay, we're about at the same spot, not very far in. How so. far? An hour or two hours. Not okay, like World One still. Any yeah, early yeah. impressions? Oh, it's like fantastic. Uh, it's hard Fuck to yeah, remember how, like. The combat can seem really, really daunting until you remember how mobile your characters yeah. are, and yep. then you're just all over the place and yep. like destroying you, dudes. Yeah, exactly. Just sliding through five yeah. guys. That's what feels. That's what makes it like everyone's like, oh, it's like XCOM, but I feel like the movement makes it so much more than XCOM. Yeah, like, it's different got its, than yeah. XCOM. Not its own more than feel. XCOM because XCOM obviously has just a lot different. more depth in a different X-mom. way. Yeah, XCOM. <laughs> I'm an XCOM. Yeah. <laughs> Former mom. That's, oh, that's sad. <laughs> that's my. You know what happened? <laughs> my, my new video game. Former mom. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, the mobility makes it so much fun. Um, I'm on the. I'm on World Four right now. Uh, so I think I'm getting close to the end of the game. Because yeah. there are five, right? I actually. I mean, I don't want to say anything because I don't know what people know. So I've I don't want to spoil things. I've heard there are five. Um, I've are there heard. Rabbits? I've heard things. And I've heard either I'm world? right and I think I'm on the last world, or you're right and there's five worlds. I don't know. Oh wow! Well, that's cool. there yeah. are bonus worlds in yeah. or the bonus levels bonus in levels. each world. Mm-hmm. There's a secret world defined in each. Ooh. I found it in the first map. It's um, a secret but, world. Yeah. Secret in world each world. inside of yourself. <laughs> Look deep. Uh, Brad, have you been playing anything other than Yakuza, Mario plus Rabbids? Um, sh- yes, I have actually, Sean. Oh. Uh, Yakuza Zero. Mario plus Rabbids. I picked up a little bit of the Project Octopath Octopath Traveler demo that came up this week on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it's the new Square Enix game. I don't know if you like old school Final Fantasy RPGs oh, at all. I haven't even but heard so of it's turn based combat, but uh-huh. the visuals are amazing. It's got this fucking amazing three D two D pixel art. Yeah, like three D environments with. I don't know how to explain textures. it. It looks like an SNES game like style textures and pixel art. Yeah. but it's three D and there's like awesome bloom lighting effects and yeah, shit. Yeah, and they, use, so they also cool. use depth of field, which just makes it. So stand out. two things have really stood out to me about this game. Uh, number one, the subject material is fucking dark and adult, like, Ooh. and it's really good. It's really impressive. You play as basically a prostitute, and basically, yeah, because it, they, <laughs> yeah, like, what's going on here? <laughs> they see her have sex or anything, but like, there's a lot of innuendo that's Pixel like, sex. use your mouth where it's good, like, you know, shit like that, mm. and like, so basically, there's there's this underlying like there's this overlord master of all these girls that are like slave girls and you're one of them and so uh so it starts off with that in one character primrose and like she has a unique ability that she can use to like seduce any npc in town and then they can follow you so if there's an npc blocking your path or like preventing you from getting into a building you just seduce them they'll follow you around you can use them in combat super cool and then the other character is like an ex-general who like failed to protect his king Mm -hmm. his king was uh assassinated and then so now he's just this swordsman training in this town um but like you you know the just the way that all of it's presented is feels way more mature than like you would expect from a game that looks like that which is really awesome it's a cool juxtaposition then the second thing that really stood out to me is the fucking music's amazing and this is just a demo so like it's a demo that they're hoping to get feedback from i think kind of like they did with final fantasy 15 Mm -hmm. this is done by the bravely default team so they've are i mean they've made two Pretty they have good a pedigree. games so far. Yeah. Um, 
It's fantastic. I'm Project Octopath Traveler is probably the worst name I've ever heard in my oh, entire that is life. Among the worst <laughs> video game names of yeah. all time. Well, honestly, their other names that stuck for their first Bravely names Default, are pretty bad. Not great either. Yeah. What was the subtitle for the second one? It was I like, forget. But there was apparently the first game had a terrible like name before Bravely Default. Even. Yeah. Yeah. But they're saying it's a temp name, so it'll probably change. But it's going to come that. out in 2018. It's Octopath free on Switch. Traveler. If you like RPGs at all, you should check it out because it's it's super cool. The way that you first described it made it sound like a uh, Mario Odyssey Prostitute Edition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's on Switch because I have very little tolerance for JRPGs at this point. But on a sure. handheld, you can kind of just sit down and get 10 minutes in here and there. Yeah. And it's so much easier to stop. And it's turn-based combat, but it's really fast. It feels it feels satisfying. They have, uh, like, time bars and stuff? No or? time bars. It's a little straight-up turn-based. But yeah, which is there's, a, there's a cool mechanic where involved, like, with breaking enemies. So it's like you use an attack that they're weak against, and it'll break them for that turn, which means they don't get to act the next turn. So there's kind of strategy involved That's in cool. trying to break Stagger. them. Kind of like Persona, actually. Yeah, it, it, it reminds really me similar. exactly like Persona, now that I'm thinking about it. So uh, yeah, it's really it's really impressive. So I played that, and then I played probably the best game I've ever played in my entire life. Neck two. Oh my god. <laughs> Next piece. Neck two. Oh my best playing, game of all time. I've been playing Neck two with so Jared, uh, co-op uh, for the past two weeks. Uh, we get together on Thursdays and play it. We're about three and a half hours in. The game's fun. It's just really solid fun. Like it's not you know gonna blow you away if you're just like. <laughs> You know, IGN. looking for like the next greatest game of all time. But it, uh, as far as co-op, it's really fun. They've made a lot of improvements on gameplay that like makes it a lot more fun to play. Knack is still just like a fucking terrible design. Yes. I don't understand how like out of all the like Mark Cerny is a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. How is this the game that came He's out? He's designed of- amazing games. He designed the PS4. Yeah, like, amazing yeah. hardware. His, his br- the breadth of his knowledge is so wide. Knack. <laughs> yeah, and then this was the thing for the next generation. But yeah, playing Knack, it's actually really fun. I, I if you're looking for a good co-op game, it's definitely like a fun co-op game. What is what is the actual gameplay of Knack? It's like a it's kind of almost like a 3D platformer. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a lot of with, it's with a lot melee, of melee combat. combat. So the melee combat is like reminiscent to like it's a really 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 poor man's God of War. In a way, oh I god, would I would not even put it in the same spectrum. <laughs> well, I mean, you haven't played it, so I know, but I've, I've seen. <laughs> How can you even say? I saw most of Knack One, and I've seen reviews for Knack Two. No, but Knack Two has made like a lot of changes. Expert. Like, there's a lot more combat. There's a skill tree to unlock. So, do you stuff. have weapons? Kind of. There is a spot where like you literally get stuff that like is Kratos's blades okay. from God of War, and you're just like doing the same shit, like spinning them around and yeah. stuff. Um, so, and you change forms. You got Ice Knack now, you got Iron Knack, you got Ruby Knack, Crazy Ruby Knack. Knack. Ruby yeah. Knack. And well, every Knack Ruby has Knack. unique powers. What is Ruby Obviously. Knack? Do? I haven't gotten them yet. Seduction? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just got seduction. Iron Knack and Ice Knack. And Ice oh, Knack yeah. is fucking sick. It's just really sick. expensive. It's just really <laughs> expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, so DLC. that's it for me, man. What about you, Sean? Yeah, Sean. Uh, so, so I have been keeping up with Mario Plus Rabbids. I'm almost on World 4 now, and I love that game. Um, it's kind of the perfect pick-up-and-play game because each battle takes maybe like five, five to, to ten minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it auto-saves, right? Like, it's very generous with yep. After your... After each yep. fight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, honestly, though, like, I've just kind of kept that game suspended on Switch, so I never even mm-hmm. have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just always on when I turn it on. And then the other thing that I picked up is kind of big because I haven't played this yet, but everyone's playing it, PUBG. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you got so, this yesterday. So I got PUBG. I was sitting here, and I was like, I'm going to walk to Best Buy. One of the 500 buy. million people that bought it this week. Not mm-hmm. quite that many, but 
Uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I was thinking about walking to Best Buy and getting Metroid for 3DS. Okay. <laughs> because it's gotten really good reviews, and Metroid's my favorite franchise ever. Yeah. And I was I was kind of debating, and then I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can play something on the 3DS now, because now yeah. in hindsight, I don't think you I always can. you always knew it was kind of a crappy system. Like it's yeah. it's got amazing games, but from an industrial design perspective, it is a piece of shit. Well, especially like, if you get an XL, because like I have an yeah, XL then and the I need the bigger screen, worse. but then yeah, the games look even worse yeah. on it. It's just not a smooth system compared to the Switch or the Vita or any other modern thing that exists. Do you guys remember the um? the Super Nintendo accessory that you could put Game Boy games into and then yeah. play Game Boy yeah, yeah, yeah. on your Super yeah. Nintendo. Can't they do that for like the... the it was the Super Game the Boy. The DS and the Switch. That would be awesome. That yeah, would but be if they, fucking incredible. But if incredible. they did that, the games would look still look terrible. But still, the system is more of a joy to use. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying like the resolution would be right, so yeah. bad. Well, really they could, bad. They could, uh, Unless they they could did... letterbox it. And yeah. just do the actual resolution on the screen. I would rather play it like that than. Well, it's. Too, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Bad idea. Bad idea. Choose. Anyway, I was. I was thinking. Don't about fund that. my Kickstarter for that one. <laughs> and I didn't. I ended up not. Some going guy up was there. like on the button. Yeah, to like, like just submit it right well, I now. <laughs> um, I, I was sitting at my computer and I was thinking, you know what? It's way easier to just open up Steam. I had to mm-hmm. download Steam again because I actually deleted it. <laughs> yeah, it's way easier to just open up Steam. <laughs> All right, I have to download it first. Um, Who deleted Steam? Steam? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, right. I, I was Wait, having SSD problems. Now that problems. you just said, now that you just said, this is way easier. After like, the problems you ran easier. into, yeah. So it here, was not so way that's easier. some foreshadowing. So I downloaded Steam and I downloaded PUBG. Mm-hmm. I feel like I owe it to myself to check it out, especially since I'm in the industry. Like it's this new, it's this zeitgeist. Like yes. everyone's playing it. It's a new it a genre-defining game for shooters. So I grabbed it, downloaded it, launched the game, played for about three minutes and my my monitor is 1440p so it's above 1080 and the performance was horrible mm-hmm. i've got a 10 year old graphics card okay well, well seven years old mm-hmm. it's a 570 yeah. utx 570 it's so fucking old five generations old and the game crashed within like a minute or two and i was like okay well maybe uh maybe that's just kind of it's working out the kinks yeah <laughs> just warming so it I, up warming up the graphics card luckily yeah. no one killed me or anything so i got back into that game ran around a little crashed again i was like Oh God! This I is find it be crazy that they actually thing. keep you in there if the game crashes. No, that makes sense. That's oh. just like any online game. Like if if the game crashes and you're fine, I feel like they most games would kick you. you. Well, I guess I guess this isn't this isn't like a team's not relying on you, right? Yeah. So I would I guess I'm just mostly used to playing team based games. Well, I'm sure that they would probably just no no no. It's still better you for your teammate to come back at some point than for you to just lack a teammate for the rest of the game because they're not so, going to yeah. match someone else into it. Yeah. Um. So. That happened. I went to NVIDIA's site and tried to download drivers. Well, no, no, this was me. I was like, Sean, maybe you need to get a new driver. And Sean's like, well, I have it set to auto-update. And I well, was yeah. like, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> obviously, I knew that Uh-oh. I would eventually need a new driver. But auto-update wasn't working. And I couldn't download the latest drivers for some because I didn't have the right version of Java. And I couldn't download the right version of Java. <laughs> so there was this you should have just went and got Metroid. There was this entire rabbit hole of like reasons that... I couldn't play this game on my computer, and my computer's old as shit. I might eventually upgrade, although I'm kind of on the fence. Anyway, I ended up getting a driver that worked and playing the game, and my first game that I actually played the full way through, I got fourth. So I got number four, which is fucking awesome. You think and he's like, a hot shot over yeah, here all of a sudden? I'm pretty incredible. much the best at the game, so <laughs> yeah. now I love okay. it. And Rookie I was, luck. Oh, I, I put it down you to 1080p, it. so it's all like pixelated and everything, and 
jaggies everywhere and like low settings for everything except for the game textures. still runs like shit looks like shit runs like shit but i'm getting number four man i'm close to that chicken dinner i can taste it but the the biggest thing like i don't want to drone on about PUBG because everyone's played it but no, everyone's talking about the it, biggest but... thing for me about that game is it just nails the feeling of hunt or be hunted like the entire time right, yeah you're running around the map just wondering where the rest of the players are and like you hear shots off in the distance and you're like fuck i gotta be cognizant that there's a firefight over there so someone's gonna get like someone's gonna loot gear from the other person and probably come my direction or whatever and when you're hunting someone you see them off in the distance or you hear gunfire it's just such a tense experience because there are a hundred people on this map and you don't know where any of them are it's also just a straight up like fun game to watch actually yeah, yeah. like mm -hmm. it's it's entertaining to watch because yeah. there's so many variables and it's it so is tense. like yeah it's like a thriller you know? even like when you were watching i didn't run into a single person no, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were just watching me pick up i was gear. watching you try to jump over this concrete oh, thing yeah. so you could oh, yeah. fucking climb up a, a tower where nothing was in yeah it. nothing was at the top of the tower i was like there's probably a sniper rifle you can up have there. your own fun you don't need anyone else yeah. just crawl around it seems like they spawn items like weapons and gear and stuff in places that make sense yeah. so sniper rifles will be up high Assault rifles are in, like, larger houses where maybe there's, like, a military presence or something like that. And then farmhouses have shotguns. Like, it's really cool, and I would recommend it. And I want to play more of it, and I might need a new computer to do that. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I guess that's it for what we've been playing, huh? Yeah. Let's, uh, nice. an hour in now, <laughs> dive into these uh, couple announcements Blast from this week. Announcements. An an announcements! Okay, first off, just a little bullet point, because this kind of relates to games. New iPhones yeah. were announced. Yeah. Anyone have anything to say about that? Uh, they're You can new. be a talking poop. That's true. Uh, that, yes, that's you can true. do yeah. that. AR you got to get that iPhone X, though. Uh, I'm actually hoping to be the talking eggplant instead. <laughs> Gross. What's yep. wrong with you? Uh, are you, you gonna know get, what the eggplant are you, are you an iPhone guy, Andy? I have one. I'm not like... Uh, totally into it or it's a yeah. phone it you know does yeah. the thing it exactly. controls my lights are you gonna upgrade because you like upgrading your phone often right i do probably not right away just whenever yeah. the whole upgrade cycle Who even knows if you'll be able I, to upgrade i was right like away. i was kind of excited about it before it happened and then it happened and i was like oh well that doesn't really seem like it's worth upgrading yeah, actually no there's, there's phones these days man i think yeah. we've kind of hit the no wall one has done phones. anything that's like oh wow that does a cool new thing that if someone could put like a, a Pico projector in the back of the phone, what I, what I find weird <laughs> too is that we still call them fucking phones because the phone part of it is like the probably least significant part and the yeah. least used part of all of these things. Well, what would it's you a call smartphone. Them? It's yeah. a fucking hand computer. It's a supercomputer. <laughs> Maybe that's why we call them phones. It's a supercomputer <laughs> that can make phone calls also. As, it is. Yeah. It's a subset. But all computers technically can make phone calls now with like Skype and shit. Yeah. So it's like, it's just ridiculous. It's yeah. a hand computer. We'll and computer. We'll work on that one. We'll ideate. <laughs> anyway, the next announcement that you're going to bring up is actually the exciting thing from that conference. Not yeah. super exciting, but I mean, it's one of the things that was really interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Sky. Sky. Uh, was announced. It's a game from that game company who made Journey, Flow, and Flower. it's coming first mm -hmm. exclusively to Apple TV, iPad, and iPhone. This is fucking. That's a nice segue, by the way. Just starting with iPhones and then right into Sky. Yeah, you like did that? you pre-plan that? I did pre-plan that. That was Hell fucking yeah. incredible. Uh, we're pro here. Good seg. <laughs> at GameStop Studios. You can tell by the studio yeah, environment. Super nice. Yeah, super yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Top notch. <laughs> um, so, Sean, you want to read this to us? Not really, but I will. The next game from that game company is called Sky, and it's coming first to Apple TV, iPhone, and iPad. Company head Genova Chen took the stage during today's iPhone event to show off the adventure title for the first time. Sky is reminiscent of that game company's breakout hit Journey in that it combines exploration with a light social experience. 
Players will fly through the clouds in order to collect light from around the world, controlling a mysterious cloaked figure. Oh. So it sounds read a the, lot like Just read Journey. this next part real quick, and that's it. Sky will have online multiplayer support for up to eight players worldwide, Chen said during the presentation. He also noted that the game will only be available on Apple's three platforms, which I already stated twice. Yes, we know that. The, um, lat- uh, the TV will support 4K resolution, so cool. Uh, based off the footage we saw on stage, Sky will benefit from that update. Does that mean Sky will be in 4K? Yeah, Sky will be in 4K. That's what they're saying. I, guess, I mean, like, they're just saying, like, Apple TV will support 4K resolution, but does it have the processing power to, like, put a game on four, out at 4K? No, it's That's saying, what I'm wondering. Like, Genova Chen said the game will support 4K. Well, on no, Apple no, no, TV. no. I yeah, don't think yeah. he's saying that. He's just saying that the Look, game will be available on these, and the, they're just saying the Apple TV will s- soon support 4K resolution. And then they're saying, based off the footage we saw on stage, Sky will benefit from that upgrade. No, no, There's no way. official saying that it's in 4K. Either way, who cares? Four, you can't even see 4K if you're more than like two feet away from your TV. <laughs> but I am always can. like two feet away from my <laughs> TV. Right. You <laughs> are. You're the only person that benefits from it. No, I talked to someone this week that does the exact same thing. They sit like a foot away from their TV. Yeah. I'm not weird, dude. Mm. Was this an imaginary person? Andy, come on. I think it's fine. Yeah, you yeah. know me. It's I fine. Have, I won't argue with that. I use two 55-inch TVs next to each other. So <laughs> yeah, are they 4K? They are. Together, they're 8K. This game yes, literally actually, like 16K. 16K. This game literally just looks like Journey again, which is but great. In the sky. <laughs> I just played through Journey again, and my God, that's a great experience. Yeah, it's cool. It is. I no, think no, it's no, nice no, to no. have it on. Uh, like a handheld mobile thing for so people can just sort of play it wherever. Yeah. To me, that yeah. feels like that's not the point. Like Journey is like this really cool, beautiful like experience that like I feel like great like a good speaker system and like a big screen is really what that game's about. Here's the thing though, like yeah. playing it on your phone right here, like you're not gonna get that like really like strong emotional mm. resonance. You I know think, what that though? You get sitting down and having that like that thing experience. is gonna sell. Tens of millions of copies. Oh yeah, because it's on the phone and because it's pretty. And anyone who gets a new phone, they always want something to like demo it with. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad idea to put it on there. I just feel like that's not the ultimate experience. I agree. The best experience is you're drinking wine, sitting on your couch, <laughs> and almost crying because Journey was so beautiful. Almost crying. Yeah, some of us are uh, really manly. Holy crying. Cry, you know? <laughs> okay, last thing announced this week. Uh, though we're getting our first Nintendo Switch bundle. Ooh. Super Mario Odyssey Nintendo Switch bundle was revealed. Uh, let's see. What do they say and here? it's got solid red Joy-Cons. Yeah, during Nintendo Switch. new, right? During the Nintendo Direct, which we're going to talk about more soon, they confirmed that a new Mario Odyssey-themed Switch hardware bundle is coming in October. The set will include a copy of the game as well as a pair of red Joy-Con controllers and a Super Mario Odyssey-themed carrying case. The Joy-Cons are new. These are new colors. Mm-hmm. These fucking Joy-Cons are going to make me go broke, man, because I love all the colors. There's so many. Co- How many different colors are there now? They're, they have yellow. They have blue. They have the red and blue combo. They have these red. They have the Ooh. Splatoon ones, which are unique, which I imported from fucking Europe. Are there on my Switch? Fancy. Oh, green I see. Pink. Yeah, yeah. Is um, it green? I thought that was a different color. I just yeah. thought the lights were weird Yeah, it's in green here. and pink. No. Yeah, damn. Awesome. That's crazy. There are a lot of colors, actually. Yeah, there are. Um, so uh, one more thing to add to that. I, f- they f- I think they found out later in the week that the bundle doesn't come with the physical game. It's a digital download, which... It's kind of a bummer, uh, but yeah. for people. But like, I prefer my games digitally on Switch. Yeah. But I know a lot of people don't. So it should just be both. Uh, Sean, <clears throat> I think it's time for a little. Andy, this is a thing. <laughs> is that like Wild West? Are we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're rounding up the news story. Rounding up the news stories for the week, Andy. <laughs> 
I'm uh, making a horse riding motion. He is. Oh, yeah. That totally translates. Uh, let's <laughs> just jump through. Like, Andy, did you watch the Nintendo Direct? Do you care about these things? Uh, I do care, but I did not watch. Okay. Oh, wow. Sounds like you really care. Really well, Sean didn't fucking watch that. either. So. Fuck. Dick. Why'd you have to say that, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. I'll care for all three of us. I just skimmed the articles, and I was like, oh, cool. There are these games. We're going to jump through these uh, Let's go fast. Announcements, but and then Andy, if you have something interesting to say about, it, just chime in. Just run. Chime right like in. it'd be like if you're excited for this game, fucking say chime in. I'm fucking chiming about this. And if you hate right the game, on. chime away. Chime uh, about it. Also dude. chime. <laughs> Fully chime. All right, Sean. I'll read and then you read. Uh, like the next one. Do you want to break it up like that? No. Okay, fine. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two finally has a release date. Come to Nintendo Switch in the West on December first of this year. Uh, that's cool. That December is a good time, I think, because that's gonna be like after like the big wave of uh, other games. Yeah. And I'm I'm definitely intrigued by this game. Me uh, too. It looks really Although, cool. Like I don't know how I'm gonna play all these fucking games. Ah, uh, yeah, you're not. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, because here's another tidbit: two more Bethesda games are also coming to the Switch: Doom and Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. That's the Doom that released last year. And the new Wolfenstein that's coming out this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doom arrives for the holidays while Wolfenstein 2 hits sometime in 2018 because they got a port in it. Now, this one yeah. is, I think, worth talking about a little bit. This is really interesting. Um, those are games that I don't think anyone in the entire world would ever predict would come to a fucking Nintendo Switch, you know? Like, yeah. bloody, gory, yeah, yeah, first-person yeah. shooters coming to Switch. That's like it's not great. the normal kind of game that Nintendo gets their party support. This is for. exactly what the Switch needs. It needs yeah. serious games like this to pave the way so other developers stop pussyfooting around and put their games on so Switch. So this is what happens though. These games get made for Nintendo platforms and then they don't sell. And oh, then sell. they stop here's making the, these games the thing, for Nintendo though. platforms. Everything on Switch sells. Right now, I don't know if that's going to last forever. Pokémon is coming out this They're week. In the first I don't wave, think though. anyone fucking cares about that game. No one cares. I think that's gonna be the it. first Nintendo Poking. thing to like bomb. No, I think more people probably care than, than us because we don't. We're just not part of that audience. Well, I tried to play it and like the resolution is terrible. It's so Why, blurry. It? I don't know. It's not 720 or 1080. Really? It's yeah. like it looks worse than that. That's shitty. It's yeah, a it's fighting really game. weird. The whole point of a fighting game is for it to look really good. Yeah. Um. What's interesting about this is Doom. I. I talked about this yesterday with you a little bit, Sean. But so I'm yeah. going to re reiterate it. And you've talked about it on the and podcast. you love hearing it. So no, I hate it so much because Doom was an. <laughs> awesome I'd like to hear. Game. No, uh, I think that Doom is a fun game. Yes. That like it's it's arcadey, and I think like that could work on the Switch, like on the go. Wolfenstein Two to me is like is the same thing uh, where I was talking about with Sky, where that's a very like cinematic storytelling gameplay experience. Mm -hmm. Where I don't think that that game is best served necessarily playing it in on a handheld and then if you dock it you're i mean we haven't seen it yet but you know it's going to look significantly worse than what they'll yeah. look like on a ps4 and xbox yeah. one oh, and so sure. i just don't know like what what purpose that game necessarily serves on the switch i mean people will probably play it and enjoy it because they maybe they don't have a ps4 and xbox one exactly so it gives them that opportunity yeah. there is a huge market for like kids so who maybe have the dumbed down version of it is like it's still worthwhile to people who if they're stuck only on switch yeah. I love, I was, so my part of that conversation yesterday was like, I will take a hit on visuals to play something on a handheld. I just love the experience of having everything on one device that I can like plug into my TV, take with me into bed when I'm going to sleep, mm -hmm. whatever. You love um, taking things with you yeah. into bed. Take, huh? I take everything into my bed. Handheld bed things. With it. But <laughs> the thing is, I, this will be a big hit, I think, because 
the last few Wolfenstein games have really been they've kind of upped the bar for visuals and I think on P- this is the first one that's like had a huge development cycle and is going to be a huge push. So I think they're going to put a lot of resources. Into I'm really it. excited for Wolfenstein too. I think it's I think weird it's look that amazing on PS4 and Xbox. Yeah, yeah, I think it's weird too that it's coming out so much later. This was kind of a problem that Wii U had, where Wii U got like these third party ports of like Arkham City and stuff like that. Yeah, and Mass Effect. And they were just like way after the other versions hit. So, I mean, at that point, what's you know why yeah. have it? So I'm wondering if this comes out shortly. Like after 2018 starts, then you maybe you can catch catch the wave of the marketing and stuff. But if it comes out like at the end of next year or something, it's like, why? Yeah, you know. I guess we'll see. That one's interesting, just because like, in the case of Doom, like you've had an opportunity to play it like pretty much on any system up until this point if you've wanted to. So yeah. I actually don't. I'm curious as to the the potential market for that versus Wolfstein 2, brand new game, like yeah. launching on all platforms relatively simultaneously. Well, um, if someone is like, well, I'd rather just play it on Switch, like that gives I'll wait, that I'll option. wait for Switch. That's true. They're getting it out. They're getting the word out now where they're yeah. like, you know what? I'll wait for that for Switch. If that's so, what they want. That yeah, could yeah, happen, yeah. yeah. Here's here's another thing about the visual hit. Um, when you're playing on the small Switch screen, you probably notice it a lot less. That's true. Yes. I mean, like, I played Zelda almost exclusively in handheld mode, and it was gorgeous. When I played it docked, it really actually bugged me because I, the resolution was not as good. And well, at least when we were playing it at first, the frame rate was mm. terrible. I heard that they've fixed that a little bit, yeah, but in frame rate was really bad in docked mode for me. All right, what's up next? Next up, we got Kirby's new game on Switch. It's called Kirby Star Allies. And I guess there's a 3DS Kirby Battle Royale release oh, date was Pogi announced as January 19th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Battle Royale. 100 Kirby Kirby's Kirby. just like sucking each other. Oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Dude, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Andy. I want to play that Dude, game. I like what you're into, I'm man. I'm into that. Uh, another announcement here was a Pokemon-themed new Nintendo 2DS XL. Fucking hate. So that's the 2D I cannot wait version till the DS, of the 3DS. I cannot wait till the 3DS or whatever is all done. Yeah. Because fuck these naming conventions, yeah. man. New Nintendo 2DS XL. It's red and white, and it looks like a Pokeball. Um, yeah. And it releases on November 3rd. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, but I like it. it's also a 3DS. Um... So Square Enix gave more details on its intriguing upcoming exclusive Nintendo Switch RPG Octopath Traveler and a demo for the games available right now in the eShop. So that happened. I talked um, about this already. I think it's fucking awesome. I yeah, love, it looks really cool. love what they're doing with this game. Mario Party is making a novel return by way of Mario Party The Top 100 for 3DS, which focuses on the mini games from the past Mario Parties. Now, this is really weird. I don't know why you would release this on 3DS and not the system that literally has multiplayer built into it with yeah. multiple controllers. There's a lot of uh hullabaloo, I will oh, say. Is there, is yes. There a on the on the, Andy, have you on heard the, the nets. Are we hulling and booing? Yeah. Booing? Hullabalooing. Oh, from what I'm hearing, people are pissed. Me because it's on 3DS, they're also mad because this is like what the, the Mario Party game people have been waiting for. Like the, mm-hmm. people have been wanting a greatest hits Mario yeah. Party game for a long time. And th- the other frustrating thing about it being on 3DS is everyone has to have a 3DS to play it. Yeah. Where it's like, if you put this on Switch, you set the Switch down, you have bada it, bing, everyone bada can play boom. it. Uh, I have a question. Who Shoot. enjoys Mario Party? I enjoy the mini games. I'm raising my hand. Uh, so Mario Party, I haven't played in Mario Party since GameCube days. Okay. But here. when I played it on GameCube, it was fucking awesome. It's such a I bullshit game. Like the rubber game. banding and the... The Nintendo, like, well, there, that's you're what, not winning unless Nintendo lets you win. That's yeah. what people are saying, shitty. like, it's gotten worse. Like, yeah. the, so that's why they're saying this is exciting because it pulls things, like, from, like, previous generations of Mario Party when maybe it wasn't as bad. Yeah. 
Um, the mini games are amazing, though. I love the mini games. They're so much fun. If they didn't have the conceit of it like being a board game where someone's like the winner and loser, I think the game would be so much more appealing. Yeah. Because it's like yeah. ultimately like yeah, the mini games are super super fun, but then they just make you feel bad by like oh you stepped on the star piece and you're fucked. And now you're like halfway across the map. Give all of your points to plan. the person who's losing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you win all of the mini games and you somehow get fucked. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, like real life. Mario Kart has that same problem. It's just not as bad. <laughs> Um, yep. Okay, Minecraft continues its march towards domination, now available on 3DS for the first time. That's crazy. I can't imagine it runs oh, very well on 3DS. I mean, it is Minecraft. Um, yeah, it's actually a surprisingly unoptimized and very taxing game on, it t- must, on many systems. It must be the new... Um, so they're working well, they, on unifying the code base and yeah, like rewriting yeah, yeah, yeah. it into C++. So yeah. they, this must be like their first stab at that. Like, yeah. There's no way it would run the Java version. Yeah, because yeah. they, they just like re-architected the whole thing. Oh. All right, this one's fitting for Nintendo also revealed the first MOBA on Switch, Tencent's Arena of Valor. Oh, so it is a Tencent game. Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's a because com- it's a complete ripoff of League of Legends. Have you, have you seen it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, all, no, I haven't. All MOBAs do look similar. I'm look at the it. game previously launched on a mobile and has 35 heroes in a slew of different modes. A free beta is coming to Switch as well, but no firm date was announced. I would not want to play this on a console. Um, I'm gonna on a console. skip through yeah. these trailers. Cool. Seems so like... that w- those were the big highlights. Well, they also showed. A uh, new trailer for Super Mario Odyssey, which I don't yeah. necessarily see on here. There's other things like there's an arcade archives game, which is really weird. Like these these old like it's old Nintendo arcade games, like huh. the arcade versions of those games, like Ice Climbers. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mario Brothers That'd be awesome. or Mario Bros. I think is what it was yeah. called. Yeah, like the pipe game. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, climbing up the thing where Donkey Kong throws the barrels at you. No, yeah. not that one. That's that's Donkey. Is it the one that's where you Donkey have the pals where the yeah. turtles are coming by and you? Yeah, it's oh, yeah, it's the, yeah, the, the two pipes the are on the top one. and yeah, the yeah, turtles yeah. come by and then you have to jump them to like on the underneath to yeah, flip yeah, them yeah, over yeah, and yeah. stuff and then kick their asses. Yeah, so so some other stuff was in there. The Mario Odyssey trailer looks really really. I still have to watch it. It's it. Kind of like every time I see it, I'm like, how could you show me something else that would just blow my is mind? Is this the one with his nipples? Yes. Nice. What? He has yeah. nipples? Yeah, he yeah. has nipples Mario's now. Mario's nipples now. Oh, yeah. nipples. That's not good. Uh, and also, I saw an article recently that Nintendo wants to remind folks that Mario is not possessing people when he throws his hat on them. <laughs> oh, he, I did not see he, this. <laughs> he is capturing them. Not possessing. Oh, okay, so that's it's not better. like he's a spooky that's ghost. Better, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, what's better about capturing someone than possessing them? Well, as a matter of fact. Because I saw, like, isn't the thing that inhabits his hat, it is a ghost? I think so, yeah. Because, like, yeah, I right? think, yeah, so it's if it's possessing his hat, and then you're throwing your hat on things, you're possessing those fucking you're things. I'm pretty them. sure, yeah. That's What else would you possibly be doing? Yeah. I mean. Come on, Nintendo. To be fair, I'd almost rather be possessed than captured. <laughs> I one hundred percent. Yeah, because <laughs> at least it's a better like, story. Yeah, possess you hardly even know. It's just yeah, a ghost exactly. inside all of you right, suddenly. Whatever, all right, whatever. Captured me. someone like stuffs you in a bag and you're in a van. Yeah. Like no, <laughs> oh, the van is never good. No, yeah. Step one. <laughs> oh man, there's a like there's always Nintendo news. I feel like we should just turn this show into a Nintendo only podcast. Nintendo might be That's like idea. all we talk yeah. about. There's just like not that much going on this week. Um, but one thing that came out this week that's exciting for me. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there was an indie dev who said that Nintendo is working on an achievement slash trophy system for Switch. Cool, um, I'm sure they are. This comes uh, out of a Reddit AMA. Some people are not sure that they are. Some people are still like saying that like they've talked to Nintendo and there's just like no way that they're doing this. But I don't know. Right. Uh, on Reddit AMA, the team behind Licksphere mm. um, oh, said Lickspear. that 
they were hoping to add rankings along the way. And then he also added this nugget. Nintendo doesn't have an official support for achievements and leaderboards like Sony or Microsoft, but we know they're working on it. Now, Mm. I don't know necessarily. And then he says, when called out on it, Tom responds with a guilty oops before adding that he thinks Nintendo hinted it a few times. So, I don't know. Interesting. I really hope so because, like, that would make me so much more attached to playing my games on the Switch. Like, I just like seeing that, like, stupid number that stacks up to my, like, gamer ID. It just feels more rewarding that way. I almost hope they don't implement it because I've been detached from trophies for long enough that I don't care and I don't want to care. Because if they start up on Nintendo, it's going to be like when they started on PS3. It's that Mm -hmm. beginning wave of, like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. Ramp it up. I just don't – I don't – no, this must be, like, this dude is hopeful – and was like, oh, yeah, they hinted at it a few times. They're totally making achievements, bro. And then someone was like, are they really? Like, I'm a journalist. So I need you to answer my well, question. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it started with him saying that, like, they don't have official support, but they know they're working on it. And then he said, yeah. when he was called out on it, he was like, they haven't ever announced that. And he's like, well, I think they've probably hinted at it, I think, to cover his own tracks to be like... I, I think, or this is other. a really fucking smart way to get more attention to your game, Lickspear. <laughs> that, yeah, I think that's probably the the smart move here. Yeah, that so would be brilliant. Yeah, intriguing about that uh, with that one. So this one's kind of mind boggling. Yeah, Fallout Shelter hits 100 million players. The fuck? Yeah, this is yeah. serious. Biggest Fallout game ever by a large margin. Do you want to read some of this information for us, Sean? Um, Fallout Shelter has surpassed 100 million players across mobile, PC, and Xbox One. I didn't know it was on I Xbox didn't... One. Yeah, what? I thought it was only mobile. Yeah. Okay. Collectively, Fallout Shelter players have put over 385 million hours into the vault management game. That's actually not that much for the number of players, according to an infographic posted on Bethesda's website. Other fun facts That's from true. the infographic include the overall number of sessions played, over 7.6 billion. And number of vaults created, more than 140 million. So uh, I played this right when it first launched because, like, I was watching the Bethesda conference, and it was really cool for them to be like, hey, we got this cool new little Fallout experience. It's available right now. Go download it. That was awesome. And I played it for a little while, and it was really cool, uh, but I just can't play mobile games, so I just fell off of it. I can't believe that it has been this successful for them. Yeah. 100 million People registering to play the game, like yeah, that's a so, lot. But that's, I mean, that includes people who downloaded it and played two seconds of it, like me. Yeah, so. that's true. But you like, know who really likes this game, Sean? Uh, Pam. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she still plays it. Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, interesting. I would love to see like the high level play, or like when you actually have. It a huge seems ball. like there's tons and tons. They've of shit added to a do. lot of stuff yeah. because when it first started, you didn't really do much outside of the vault. But now they have like all of these like quests and stuff that you do outside of the vault and stuff. It just it seems like it actually is really fun, and it almost makes me want to jump in and try it again because I think they've made a ton of improvements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just not super into it. Yeah, I don't really like mobile games though. Yeah, it's hard unless you're Magikarp Jump. I'm not gonna play you. <laughs> the worst mobile game I ever conceived. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wanted to bring this up a little bit earlier, but I don't know if you saw this. Apparently, Battlegrounds now has passed the Dota 2 record-breaking player count on yep. Steam. Nice. Yep. A whopping 1.349 million players. Concurrent players. Concurrently. So that's like their peak player count. A million, 1.3 million people online at the same time. That's fucking that's huge. That's awesome. This game is big. It's And it's growing. Love it, and it's I'm still so glad. growing. I'm so glad that they have a plan and a roadmap for like yeah. making it better. 
Well, it's great that the, the um, player unknown. I don't know him like personally or anything, but like yeah. the dude has such a deep history in yeah. the genre and yeah. is essentially the innovator in the entire thing. So, so to see him like get the opportunity to lead the charge the entire way is really yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not like I I don't believe the games industry is like a zero sum game. I think this is good for all of us. Like if mm-hmm. if PUBG's getting big, that's just more people being brought into uh, games. Like if this is this might be someone's like first. PC game that they ever play, right? Yeah. You're right. And if this yeah. is the first thing that they do, like, oh man, first person shooters are awesome, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then, like, there's yep. this whole other uh, uh, mountain of things waiting for them to play once they're yeah. done with PUBG. And it's probably opening the door for people who only played Call of Duty previously yeah, or yeah, yeah. only played Battlefield or whatever. I mean, I know it is because the second I jumped in, I heard, like, the most obscene <laughs> fucking. How many people fucked your mom, and when did they do it, dude? I <laughs> so you when mom? you go in, you're by default. You hear voice comms for everyone yeah. in that initial area, and first game I was in, here's what I heard: warning, it's not cool. This guy, <laughs> not cool. This guy's like, you fucking faggot, you piece of shit. The other guy's like, bitch, I fucked your mom, and like I just heard all this stuff swirling around me. I was and like, it's so crazy how oh like my God, I didn't think button? that that stuff was still out there. Oh, but yeah. it's still out they there. They were having like, a legit how has game like nerd fight? How does game chat not evolved in the past fifteen years? Yeah, makes no sense. Because people are, I guess, people are just assholes. It's, and uh, like, what's crazy is like they have no ability to come up with anything better to say than that. I've never That's understood. About as bad as it gets. Yeah, yeah, why anyone needs to talk to anyone in a video game is beyond me. Yeah, so um, I turned off <laughs> chat and I turned off team chat. Uh, fuck teamwork. Fuck, why do we need to talk? Talking. Uh, and <laughs> there's a, a side note for PUBG is like uh, they've recently opened a studio where uh, Raven is uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, so they're like growing oh, the yeah. games oh, industry. Yeah, I heard by, that. Like they're up to like a, what is it, three hundred. People they're trying to grow to 300 that folks uh, okay. and that's really an interesting sort of move on their part just was like someone who worked in the area and like knows sort of the back of the game development background of the area is like they have the largest concentration of unreal developers probably outside of los angeles and north carolina yeah. where epic is yeah so it's like it, wait it's, where did you say raven was wisconsin? it's in madison wisconsin what yeah is it still there yeah yeah i did not know that yeah. they were up there it's holy pretty much shit the, the only well there's human head that's is crazy. there as well but like yeah wait human head what what did they do uh, they I'm were working on Prey until oh, that, okay, Bethesda until they, squashed okay, wait, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Honestly, their version of Prey would have been way better. It was interesting. Uh, but yeah, there's, so there's a, a long, long, long history of... Uh, so uh, X-Men Origins was in Unreal 3. Um, there's just a long history of Unreal developers in the area. And uh, PUBG's in Unreal 4. So it's like it's a pretty easy sort of like yeah. mental shift from one to that's the yeah. other. So there's a huge, so you think huge, they're huge trying to poke people away from Pretty Raven? much, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's... That's a tricky Could tactic. Work. Could yeah. Because everyone fucking loves PUBG. I'm sure people would gladly jump over yeah, onto yeah. this. Well, I'm sure that, There's, I mean, just for a change of pace, just yeah. for anything. There's exactly. got to be some other reason they're settling down there it's as cheap. well. Like, well, yeah, it's cheap, but I feel like they've got to have someone on the team who lives there or something. Because, like, they're or making they just, so much money. Or they, they just could know totally they just can fucking steal people from Raven. There's this. There's that. There's Can't a satellite people, office though. from Epic there. There's like. There's reasons to. You'd want to be there. There's a good like mobile scene as well. Like a lot of indie devs uh, mm. in the area. Um, so it's just growing. It's cheap. Do they, That's cool. Uh, do you think like the local government has any sort of grant? For sure. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't know like specifics, but like definitely Raven got some sort of subsidies just for like being in the. Very tiny Wisconsin entertainment (laughs) industry. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Okay, so this one, uh, I don't know if you've heard anything about this, Sean, or you've kept up with this story. I'm mainly interested in hearing from you because I know you're a huge fan. Um, Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. 
You're just the biggest fan? Of PewDiePie. No. Dude, you watch PewDiePie videos like all day, no, every day. I went, what are you talking about? The last time I watched one was like weeks ago. Oh my god. Yeah, but you I, can't say that for months you weren't watching PewDiePie all the time every I'm day. I'm not a huge fan. I'm just interested. And you are a I huge fan. I did go fan. through a period where we were watching a ton of PewDiePie. You're, I mean, you're allowed to say you're not a fan anymore, but you were a fan. You had to you have to say you were a huge fan. You have to. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I was not a huge fan. I uh, thought he okay. was really interesting, and I was super interested in his like rise as a YouTuber. Yeah, so YouTube accepts Campo Santo's copyright strike against PewDiePie. could lead to bigger issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read w- a little bit of what's going on here in case someone hasn't kept up with the story. So YouTube has accepted the copyright takedown request submitted by Campo Santo against Felix PewDiePie Kjeldberg. I have no idea how the fuck to say his name. For his two-hour stream of its game Firewatch. In a new video, Kjellberg addressed the copyright takedown request, confirming that the strike had gone through. Campo Santo founder Sean Vanneman first tweeted that Campo Santo would be issuing the request on Sunday following one of Kjellberg's live streams where the YouTuber was caught using a racist term. Yeah, so, so it was a separate video. Yeah, so he said the N-word in a video, and then Sean Vanneman from Campo Santo was like, fuck this guy, I don't want to make money off of our games anymore. Yeah. I'm filing a copyright strike. So when I first heard about this, like PewDiePie has gotten a lot of fire from all over the place because he is the biggest person on youtube yeah. and like he he's a huge really target shit mm-hmm. about huge target. this kind of stuff but and usually i take the side i take his side because a lot of times it is someone who's just trying to destroy him and doesn't uh-huh. like understand his jokes or something in this stream he was playing PUBG and he straight up called someone a fucking n-word yeah in a moment of in like a a lapse in judgment yeah and so i was kind of like ooh, that's my Not thing with this, <laughs> I don't think, I, I don't mean, I know nothing about the guy, right? I just know, like, when I, you guys watch him on YouTube a lot, and I see a lot of these videos, doesn't seem like he's necessarily a bad person to me. Uh, like, I don't know if, like, this yeah. is, like, inherently, like, his personality. Like, it was probably well, just a fuck up. Like, was it a live stream, or was it a it video? It was a live stream, so oh, that's okay. part so of he, it. Like, I think he just kind of got caught up in the moment, and this is something that would be okay with his friends, because there's a lot of context. To be, and another thing that I heard was that apparently, like, that's a thing that a lot of PUBG players say. Like, that is a PUBG phrase or something. Oh, really? Like, yeah. And well, which, that's still that doesn't problem. make it better. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> but that's just a, there's an overlying problem. And I think that it's just he's got targeted for that, which yeah. kind of sucks. So when he, when this shit happens to him, it's usually because of a lack of context. And I expect that this is maybe, like, maybe his friends and he, when they're playing games, are just, like, way over the top and extreme. And it's still not super cool, but... It's just a different ball game when you have an audience of millions of people watching you. Yeah, 54 million subscribers. Yeah, and so it sucks and it does have repercussions and I'm glad that they're showing that. Like that's part of their brand. If they if they're associated with him, that's not a good association. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, um I I find this interesting. I didn't know this. He's it's a pretty big deal, Kelberg said. If I get more than 3 of them, my channel will shut down. Yeah. So if other people team up against him now, like which they could, like that'll just shut them down. Well, no, they have to go through. So, I mean, well, and I think YouTube, like, but the fact is, that this one went through, that's a precedent. He right? is YouTube's largest single source of traffic. I think they would probably have a different policy for yeah. him. That isn't just the like boilerplate. You get three and you're out. Like I'm sure they would investigate it. But yeah i mean it's it's just like marking email as spam if you if enough people do that then google stops letting you send the email to an email list which is great because sometimes it is spam yeah 
Uh, yeah, I, I, for me, so this is, uh, in this particular case, I'm actually a big fan of Campo Santo, who makes Firewatch. I didn't love the game that much. Yeah, um, I thought it was a but, pretty weak-ass game. Um, they're, they're cool dudes, <laughs> uh, and they, they have a podcast, uh, Idle Thumbs. If you listen to them, Sean Vanneman, oh, yeah, Chris yeah, yeah. Schumer, all those Yeah, things. I've heard about so that, So they're too. fantastic people, first. and, like, Sean is yeah, a totally. really, really cool guy. I have never met him, to be totally fair, but, like, just hit the personality he projects is very, like, I've listened to their podcast. They, they're uh, really cool. And really, really cool guy. They make cool games. They're very, very, just, like, great game developers. They came from Telltale, right? Uh, a lot of them? A lot of them, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and I can see, so in this particular instance, there's some emotion in it on my part where, or bias, where like, I understand Sean Vanderman's point of view, what Campo Santo stands for, yeah. um, and if they're not comfortable with their content uh, being associated with someone who's gonna like flippantly throw around racial slurs, I yeah. can totally see uh, the logic there in saying, you can't make money off of our content. Yeah. yeah. What I, what, where this becomes problematic in the future is if someone leans on this for precedent where it's like, yeah, this guy was saying blah, 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 and now we can't use this content. Some random company saying, oh, you gave a bad review of our video game. We don't want, uh, we're giving you a takedown. Yeah, that's the, that, I think that's a scary yeah. part too. Yeah. Like, this one, I, I, I'm actually, the, the precedent is very specific here because Sean Vanneman uh, did a takedown against him not because of something he said during the Firewatch playthrough, mm -hmm. but just because of his yeah, behavior in else. general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is also like a really, really important thing that will probably get lost in the future when people try to like use this case for precedent, where it's just like, hey, by the way, it was it, the two weren't necessarily connected. Uh, it was just a, like I, as a content creator, disapprove of this content consumer. Yeah. Um, and where will that take us in the future? Um, it will be interesting. Yeah, it seems like there's. I mean. I guess he can appeal it, and it's not qu quite necessarily like over yet. Like what's going to happen, um, but we'll have to see like where this plays out. Uh, yeah, it's it's so weird to think that like you could do some say something completely unrelated in a different video and have someone be like, "Yeah, nope, you're not allowed to do anything with the rest of our stuff." I mean, that's good though. Like, I think that yeah, that makes sense. That's how it should operate. Yeah, and in this particular case, I can't defend. PewDiePie, just because like no, I yeah. don't agree yeah. with his behavior, so yeah, I don't think thing. I like, don't think anyone does this time. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Generally, I would defend him, but this is not. Yeah, because generally, like I, I think the guy's hilarious, and I think like I think like what he does is funny, and like it's a lot of what he does to me, it just seems like parody, right? It, where it's it's almost like satire in a way. Like South Park gets away with doing a lot of fucked up shit, but it's a cartoon, and no yeah. one gets crazy about sure. it. Like, and that's why he gets. The eye of Sauron turned on him. Yeah, because, he gets like, flamed because he's a real person. If you don't have all of person. that understanding, yeah. if you if you come into his channel with no context, he does. And you hear him seem, talking about whammon. Yeah, like yeah. respecting whammon. He has yeah. so many videos about that. And if you don't understand his style of humor and that he's totally tongue in cheek and that he actually like he cares about these issues and that's why he's calling attention to them, yeah. then of course you're going to be pissed. Yeah. yeah. But in this case, it was like, oop, live stream. In this case, it's a really just him bad thing. A shitty word Ooh, that has no, a lot of yeah. connotation. Yeah, don't do that, PewDiePie. Come on, come on, guy. Oh man. Uh, we'll round up with round up the roundup. A little bit more Nintendo news. <laughs> That's all we talk about. Nintendo Switch was the best-selling console of August 2017. Pew, pew, pew. Um, so, according to the results published by the MPD Group, Nintendo Switch once again came out on top of the console sales in the U.S. Switch has been the top console in four of the six months of, it, of its availability. That is fucking awesome. Cool. Top-selling yeah. game for August 2017 was Madden, blah, 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 whatever. So, do they give us a right? doesn't look like it. We what? We all have a Switch, right? Yeah. 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 So, so, this was 
really Proof. our accomplishment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but job, I did guys. this. But we uh, we we bought our switches on launch, so yeah, oh, yeah our yeah. numbers were the the good news here is this is showing that more switches are available for people to buy, and I'm yeah. I, I'm on the Switch subreddit all the time. And uh, I see daily the Nintendo Switch subreddit, Nintendo not the Switch. other one. Sorry, yeah, not what the not that? the R Switch one. Yeah, that yeah, one's yeah. dead. What is that? What is it? Uh, never mind. <laughs> is it like switching wives? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I see like every day now, like there's like, oh, this online retailer has switches available, like a lot more than I used to, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And apparently, like there's definitely there have been stores where you can just walk into Target and get them now. So just walk right even here in, in like LA. You own the place. Fantastic. Uh, and then one last thing. This is great news. Uh, it's really surprising, I think. Uh, Nintendo has announced that they're going to increase the inventory of the Super NES Classic even more than they already did. And NES Classic originals are coming back to stores in 2018. Cool. So they're bringing them back. So like they realize that people were super pissed about this. They're tired of people having to resort to scalpers mm-hmm. to yep. get their content and... Now they're just making this more. This bodes well for the SNES Classic because this means they see it as a long-term product. Yeah, the SNES not just like Classic the sold out like in minutes. Is ridiculous. Oh right, if they're so gonna make stupid. these, like they may as well support it, right? Like it seems yeah. so like silly just to be like, all right, we made a hundred thousand of them, we sold them all. All right, well, <laughs> see ya. That, that was fun. Yeah, that's their legacy. Yeah, yeah, and I'm totally fine with them doing like the Disney Vault thing we talked about before, where it's like, okay, this year you're gonna get the SNES Classic, next year you're gonna get the NES Classic. It'll come back. It'll buy it then if you want it. Now we'll bring up the back the NES Classic. Right, and different and then games. Bambi too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I really want them to do the different games thing because think about like. Then you're like you don't want like six per- NES yeah, classics just sitting on your up. entertainment center. Well, they're different colors. To be yeah, honest. see if they're different colors. <laughs> Yeah, this is the top loader uh, NES oh, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one with the, the Famicom loader. like wood paneling. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Yeah, um, that's it for uh, the weekly roundup. All right. Um, What's up? We just got one more segment to go through. I think this week we'll just talk about some upcoming games. There's a lot of NBA on that list. Yes, there so is. Much NBA. Uh, so this week we've got NBA 2K18 on X360, X1, PS4. PS3, and it's actually and also on Nintendo Switch, um, yeah. which is a big deal. Uh, it comes out September 19th. And this is the one that requires the first one that requires a memory card? What's what? weird about this is it's already on Switch. You can actually do- buy it right now on Switch. Oh, yeah, so it I must have that. came out on I Switch first. Oh, interesting. Digitally. And then the physical version of Switch is coming out in October. That's weird. Um, people were saying it's really good. Like, it looks really good on Switch. Um, there's some crashes I have heard, but... Sounds really good. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I <laughs> but as far as like it being like a port of like a current AAA sports game, yeah, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah, ball goes in the hoop, points go to two, and then it crashes. And then it crashes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, Pokemon Silver and Gold versions are coming to 3DS this oh, week. Re-released September 22nd. See, why can't they just put that on the Switch? I would oh totally God, play that. Oh my God! I know Gold and Silver is still my favorite. Yeah, the night cycle, Pokemon. the day night cycle is what really did it. It was so cool. Why we can't have a Pokemon, Pokemon game on the Switch is just driving me. Are you a Poker yeah. Man? Bonkers, game well, guy. I like playing Pokemon if it wasn't on a handheld. Yeah, because it's, it's a fucking hundred hour game or something that I just want to be staring into a tiny screen forever. Yeah, yeah that's true. I never well, really I'm, thought about it like that. I prefer yeah. it handheld because it's a hundred hour game and I can walk around with it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean it's I'm, also it's only a hundred hour game if you're like doing everything. It's only a hundred hour game if you suck. That's right. Yeah. It I want to catch like, all of the Pokemon. Ten hours to beat. 
Yeah, catch them all and and beat them all. Catch them all, breed them all. <laughs> uh, Got to breed them all. <laughs> so Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is coming out this week. I did not know that either. Uh, it's coming to PC, Xbox One, and PS4 September 19th. This game to me does not look good. This have one, you seen any I footage of this? I haven't seen much of this. I saw yeah. it and I was like, this doesn't look like a current-gen Marvel vs. Capcom game. Well, now that Injustice 2 came out, like Ooh. the bar for this type of fighter is so high. Uh-huh. Yeah, they went with a really strange sort of like comic booky, cartoony art style that looks that somehow looks bad for every character. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> um, which is an interesting choice. And like, I've not this is not like official industry like back channel news or anything, but just like reading around on the internet, it's like it really feels like this thing has just been sent out to die. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, they don't seem to care for that franchise much yeah, anymore. Yeah, I haven't heard much about it. But yeah. on the other hand, it did have the dude from um, Ghouls and Ghosts. Which that, is awesome. Yeah, when you punch him, he turns into Underwear Man. What? Nice. What I find weird about this is, like, for the longest time, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was, like, this renowned, like, legendary fighting game that, mm-hmm. like, people loved. And it was impossible to find. Like, if you wanted to get a copy of it, it was, like, 100 bucks. And then now it just seems like because they continued to make Marvel vs. Capcom games, like, no one cares anymore. I think that the <laughs> problem was is that, like, they realized when you made the third one, it's just like, oh, shit, it's just, like, the button spammiest like controller masher yeah, game yeah, ever. yeah and like sure you can have it be a more technically skilled fighter if you want but like there's other games that aren't just so fucking wild and all over the place you're not yeah. managing three characters tagging in and out like if you want to be a pro just play street fighter uh-huh. <laughs> um this next game i'm fucking super amped about Sean. Oh, yeah. what is it steamworld dig 2 hell on yeah switch on september 21st i think this is also coming to other platforms this week is it um, or is it later yeah, I it's, thought for some reason it was like a limited exclusivity thing. I I thought so too originally, but then I saw that I think that it's the same date for for oh, okay. Vita, which I think I'll probably play it on Vita just because I want some trophies. Andy, did you ever play SteamWorld Dig for nearly thirty minutes? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's it. I dug some thing. I got the diamonds. I jumped around. Dude, it's fun. so good. So it didn't hook you. I think I was probably playing other stuff at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got immediately hooked into the gameplay loop, and I was Same obsessed here. with it until I finished it, which was not very much longer so after thing, 30 minutes. Yeah, but. it was like three hours tops. <laughs> so you dig some diamonds, you bring them back up, you buy a thing, you dig like Further, you buy a thing, get you dig more faster. cool abilities. Yeah. Yeah, it just yeah. it just feels fun. Like it's, it's a good. fun little upgrade loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which I really liked. It's like a clicking game, but with a mining yeah, but, with, you have to yeah but there's around. definitely some like platforming skill in it like it feels yeah. really fun to navigate down through and like building your tunnels in a way that makes them fast to go up and oh, down like, yeah is that really cool. plus uh-huh. building them in a way that you can get to all of the ore that you're yeah, trying to get yeah because you can to. screw yeah. it up and not get to stuff that you need to get to um alright Hex on PS4 coming out September 19th the hell okay. is don't know what that is it says it's a free to play trading game. card game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trading cards alright all right. Uh, Lega Nin- Lega <laughs> Lego. <laughs> Lego Ninjago movie video game. September 22nd. This comes out on Xbox One, I think everything. everything PS4, yeah. PC, Switch. Damn, there so like is. two Lego games in like a couple weeks for Switch. Um, Lego games are usually pretty good these mm-hmm, days. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them are better than others. I haven't seen anything about this, so I don't really know like if there's any unique hooks to it. I yeah, I don't know. It's like all the other ones. Yeah, so uh, whatever. All right. And Space, PlayStation 4, September 19th. Take command of the most advanced starfighter, the United Trade Consortium in N-Space. Sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. It's a virtual reality game. Oh, okay. Cool. 
Mary Skelter Nightmares on PS Vita. That sounds like a Vita game. This one is so <laughs> random in Japanese, it doesn't even have a description. Yeah, yeah September yeah. 19th. Listen, if you want to buy this game, you know what it is. Yeah, you don't need exactly. a fucking description. You know who like, you are. You know what you've done. Yeah. Burly Men at Sea. I oh actually my God. saw this. I did see this too. Didn't what? We, did we talk to the developer of this? Uh, at, us? at GDC, yeah. Yeah, at GDC. So Really? It was yeah. her. It was this lady and her husband, I think, who made this game. Mm-hmm. And it has this really striking art style it's really fucking cool looking it's kind of like paper crafty yeah, looking. yeah yeah and they have cool music oh, and cool. stuff i don't know exactly what the gameplay was i, I totally forgot but yeah. it seems like a cool game well um, it's coming out to playstation 4 and vita um oh, wow this week september 19th nice. and then raiders of the broken planet there are a lot of games we don't care about should we just skip <laughs> september them? 22nd <laughs> we just say them and then like you know we would talk about them if they sound cool all right hidden dragon legend shadow trace now is that a fucking cool name or what uh or what i'm gonna go with <laughs> yeah or what. September 19th <laughs> i think i have a shirt that says that hidden from, like, when dragon I was in high legend <laughs> it sounds like they just took like a bunch of words that are like that they thought sounded really cool and just combined them together shadow trace. rolled the dice dragon cool legend dictionary. trace shadow yeah Hidden Shadow Dragon we Legend. Remember, we would come up with like band names that were supposed yeah. to be the most over-the-top thing. Shadow Rick Stone Meniscus. Fuck Squad. Shadow Meniscus. I forgot about Shadow Meniscus. Did you Meniscus. say Rick Stone Fuck Squad? Rick Stone Fuck Squad. Rick Stone. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's a good awesome. one. That's my uh, that fits right in. indie game. Um, anything else interesting this week? No. Doesn't really look like no. it. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, Sega Genesis about, Flashbacks about coming out. Pokemon Tournament. Oh, Pokemon Tournament. Okay, that comes out this week. Pokemon yep. Tournament DX. What the hell is that? It's a uh, it's Tekken with Pokemon. Well, not really. I guess it's Tekken. It's a 3D fighter, but it okay. switches between being 3D and 2D, which is weird. It has like different phases. So if you hit like a the character hard enough, it'll switch to be 2D, and then in, while you're in 2D, if huh. you hit him hard enough again, it switches back to 3D. Punch the third dimension right out of him. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And then in in each one of those phases, all of your moves are completely different, which is really weird. It does seem like it could be cool. It it. I played the demo. It's free on Switch, so you can hmm. check it out. Um, it's kind of fun, but I don't know. It just I, I don't want to play a game that's just a versus mode game. That's it. Like there's yeah. no single player story mode. There's nothing like that. Yeah, like I bought weird. Injustice not to play against other people to play the story because the story yeah. was fucking cool. Yeah. So there's no story mode at all. Mm, I don't think so. For and a sixty the dollar fighting game. No. Yeah. Yeah. It should be like you have to kill Pikachu. Yeah. With all the different characters. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it for this weekend. Right. That's a lot of games. Dude, it's getting towards fall. It's a lot of games. The release schedule is it's picking gonna up. Start, ramping up. It's going to start. We're going to get dumped on. Amping big time. <laughs> we don't have any uh, mail train for this week. Okay, so, so guys, I think this is right it. This is, uh, this is where the show ends. Uh, this is where we tell you that we're on iTunes and SoundCloud hey. and YouTube. Oh, we're on all of these platforms. Make sure to like and subscribe. Yes, Andy. Oh, Andy, fucking you are great. It. You are you. such a good God. teammate. Sean, why don't you say like and subscribe ever? Huh? Because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not driven yeah. by likes. Like, subscribe, follow us on there. That'll be super cool. One thing that would be awesome is if you play games and you have friends who play games, maybe tell them about the podcast. Share, oh, share the podcast. That would be really cool. A real way. life share of the podcast yeah, and then you could share that experience and then eventually maybe who knows you like get married and have kids yeah oh god yeah, that and this happen. was how this was what brought you together and, and then game you, stuff you invite us to the wedding yeah, yeah. yeah. yes yeah. as but we best don't come. men we don't come i wouldn't i'll be the best another. man we have sean too many be, weddings sean will be the maid of honor i'll be the best man okay yeah i'm in yeah I'm in. maybe in. you could like burn someone a cd of like all of your favorite game stuff episodes <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> that would be, I it'd be like one episode 
you couldn't even you couldn't even fit half an episode on a CD. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the the there was one last thing I wanted to to bring up before shutting this down. Oh yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter too, so if you follow us on Twitter at GameStuffPod, you can write into us there. Uh, write in with questions or feedback, or if you like anything got you super excited this week, news-wise. Like if you liked anything in the Nintendo Direct, like or you thought something was really cool, uh, let us know and we can talk about it on air. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Big B Snyder on Twitter. You can follow Sean at Sean underscore Crick. Andy, yep, do you have a social again. media presence, dog? I do. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. You can find me at Andy Door on Twitter. Hell yeah, at Andy Door. Keeping it real. Um, and the cat is ready to bust into the bust, fucking yeah. room. Busting so Andy, feel good. Let's thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. This is a blast. I really appreciate it. Dude, this seriously, fantastic. great guest. Oh, I fucking hey. love you. We love Anytime. you. Anytime. I love you guys too. All right. All right. We're gonna go. Bye, everybody. See you guys. See ya. <laughs> 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 I'm on the mic, I'm on the mic, I'm on the mic, I'm on the mic. But can I hear you? But can I hear you? No, you cannot hear me. Why can't no, I hear I you? you I must hear you. No, you cannot Sing hear to me, me, my love. Conversational fuckery. Equal volume conversational fuckery! That's not equal! Ah! Okay, Sean, get on the...